episode 336 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Hi, Ed. How you doing? Good. How are you? What are you, what are you on? Hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? Hey, speed up? Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so, uh, what's shaking? What's shaking, bacon? Yeah, what's frying eggs? Well, everybody, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to the program. Um, not much. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I saw a movie this today, actually. Oh, yes. fascinating. Is yeah. that why you didn't see my message? That's right. Uh, okay. <laughs> For a little behind-the-scenes talk here, folks. We almost didn't have a show tonight because I had an, um, I had a pseudo-emergency work thing to do. Right. And that would have caused me to stay out sort of late. But these things never, they say, hey, you'll only be here till this time. And you know it's a lie. Right. So I was like, uh, I guess I can't do the show. I'm sorry. Like, and then... I was on my way to go do the thing, and then they called me to say, hey, the truck that had the stuff broke down, so we don't need you today. So I was like, meep, meep, meep. And I was like, yo, turn around, came back home. I was like, oh, gosh darn. I guess I'll let Ed know we're doing a show. you know. But I left him this long paragraph of like why I wasn't going to be able to make it. It's all this detail. All very, very detailed. And then he never saw it, and then it was like, oh, yeah, never mind. I'll be over around seven thirty eight o'clock. Let you know why. <laughs> I can only imagine just going. Wow, that sucks. Wait, what? <laughs> it was like, yeah, oh, <laughs> like, oh. I was in for a very long evening. I know. I was like, oh. I was like, Pew. What was that? It was danger averted. All right, so uh, what you see today? I saw the live-action uh, Lion King. Oh, Hakuna uh, Matata! Hakuna Matata! Hakuna Matata! What a wonderful phrase. So, uh, how was it? If you want a live-shot remake <laughs> of an animated cartoon, <laughs> you're in luck. Because <laughs> we got the movie for, <laughs> for you. you. Shot for shot. Pretty much. The only, the only difference was... Most of the cast, except for one that I know of, I mean, two. It was the two. the the uh, the, the uh, chimpanzee, the monkey. Yeah, he is still the original guy. Okay, and so two out of yeah. two, two out of the rest of the cast were completely different. So, like, if you're looking for different voice characters, what would this actor or actress <laughs> sound like in this role? What if Michael B. Jordan was Simba? What would that sound like? like? Hey, you got your... Yeah. What if Beyonce was in it? What yeah. would that movie sound like? Oh, it sounded like this. <laughs> uh, the only the only one I had a, a kind of a problem with, and I'm, like, only I, well, I didn't really care. I was like, whatever. But the character who played Zazu, the... the, the uh, yeah, it was John Oliver instead yeah. of um, John, Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. 
And I have to say that I think Rowan Atkins, I mean, even though it's a, an animated feature, I think Rowan Atkinson had a better kind of because the way the way John Oliver gets excited, you know, when right. you see him, like I think he's still right. on that HBO show, uh, uh, yeah, next week or whatever, yeah. or this time last week or whatever, he gets excited and he gets that voice and he gets that like, and he right. was in that in that way in the in the movie. Rowan Atkinson played it differently, and you could understand sometimes what he was saying. Gotcha. Like you could understand like John Oliver, but you had to really listen to right. him to. To get it, so. I, yeah, I heard that um, the Aladdin remake isn't as good as Iago without Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, you know, so and it wasn't right. I, mean, so. I saw that one too. I saw uh, that one. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm interested in seeing it, and Stacy wants to see it too. And I know I heard it was a shot-for-shot remake, and some critics are panning it. Like it's really getting like a critics hate it, um, but. Audience members seem to love it. It's one of those like I enjoyed it. I really did. Know. I mean, like I'm not, not, you know, I'm 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 making bad statements about it, but I, I really did. You're it. making honest statements. I'm making honest. This show's honest. <laughs> well, I've heard change my ways because <laughs> I don't think I've been honest at all five years we've been doing I just have to say though, I I I noticed something today, out of life, how life is changing in front of our eyes before before, before I before I realize it. I'm in this theater. Now, I, I didn't, now, usually I go to an AMC because I have a AMC Stubbs card. Right, your Stubbs gets me like, gets me some discounts. Gets you a little some some the perks. Gets me some points. Let I me get guess, some five dollars. The Universal one. No, I, I went to the. It was a. Uh, it was called the Penn Cinema. It was like an independent. I mean, there. Okay. I think. It's, I think it's a, there's a chain of them, but it's the only one in this area. It's on. It's outside of Philadelphia. We went there before. It was great for us then because it was so empty. Uh, you know, we okay. went right up. Right. We got our snacks. We were able to get a nice right. seat. You know, like, we, I mean, we, but here's the thing. And I'm talking not just generally this theater. I'm talking like the theaters in general. Now that they have a signed seating, uh-huh. how things are working out, it doesn't work out anymore. Because in the old days, if you remember, before there was a signed seating, uh-huh. you had a chance of getting the seat you wanted. Sure. Where now you can pick it out prior sure. to going there. So right. now like, like if you going, plan ahead, you can get a good seat. Exactly. It's planning ahead. It's it's the, the... right. And that because he'll see. We saw these crying girls. Uh-huh. I think they wanted to see the Lion King this weekend, uh-huh. and they were out of luck. Sold out. Sold or, out uh, or bad seats. Or shit, shitty seats. Seat, 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 because that's the thing now. Now you go, you go. They should just tear off those seats. That are no longer like available because in the old days when you would go in and bought your ticket, you took a chance and you went in and right. you go. And it was like, I, I didn't get the seat, but I paid for it. Right. So now, so now I'm gonna I'm have stuck. to now have to stick on the outside or the front or whatever and watch right. it that way, and it'll be like it's terrible. Front but, row, left side. Right. <laughs> Jesus. And it's in three days. Right. You know? You're like, oh, this is the worst seat ever. Ugh. <laughs> I remember seeing way back when. The fly with Jeff Goldblum's fly sat in the first row, third seat from the center. Uh-huh. You know, and I just sat there, my neck hurt because this is old school. This is in the eighties. Yeah, just sitting right up front and looking up, going, "Oh, this is the worst view ever." I could if if I if this was three D, I could see right up Goldblum's nose. <laughs> like this is the worst. If I was any closer, I'd be behind him. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing, like. Like now, because like it's like my like my wife wanted wanted to see this, and I like ordered the tickets like a week ago. Sure, yeah, you, you know, to. and that's plan ahead. So like those people that were casual moviegoers yeah. that will go in and go, let's go to the theater because it's a hot day, sit in the air conditioning for a right. few hours, and and get a seat. 
you can't do that anymore. Like those days are gone. You have to. You're yeah. now the Disney mentality. This is it. This is Disney. <laughs> you want to know what Disney was? This is it. You have to buy your tickets ahead of time. Yeah. You have to plan on when to get there because you also have to figure. Con- uh, uh, they have less concession stand people now. Right. So you now you have to go earlier because you can't go like ten minutes before and get in there. Even though you have your assigned seat, you still might miss the previews. Or if you don't care about the previews, that's fine. Right. But, right, you know, right. Like I had people. We had people coming in. In the beginning of the movie. And I'm like, really? Like, you knew the time. <laughs> yeah, like... Right. It's just stupid. But it's, it's, the idea, though, was, was like 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 a lot of little girls were crying. And I was... I was I, You're I, laughing? I, You're like, ah! I felt bad. I did. I, I, I don't feel bad for those people. I, I felt bad. But it was just like... It, but the, you, you get those girls that get very, like... Like, they... That, brats. Like, brat, yeah. You call them brats. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't think of the words. So They're brats. Snotty little brats. You little, drop punt. Right. <laughs> you know? Hey, oh, I'm sorry you couldn't get to see. Well, how about this? <laughs> see, we, didn't, we didn't even get in the theater. That's that's how bad it was. Like oh, we're, really? we're in the concession stand. It's a long line, right? And these there's these girls, and it's like we couldn't. How old were they, they? They had to be like seven or eight. Oh, you know? prime bitch age, <laughs> prime brat age. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, yeah. okay. That's so, when their little personages are developing. They, they're super sassy, and they want what they want. When they can't get it, they throw themselves to the ground and go, eh. Exactly. And you go, well, maybe if mommy and daddy loved you more, they'd prepare better. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. Like, there was, like, three girls. Like, two of them were, like, like you'd see they were upset, but they weren't crying. But one was really, like, the, the, the drama queen. The ultimate drama queen. Because her back and her hands were folded and her head was down. And she's, and she's looking away. And the mother's now, like, you see that arm reach, uh-huh. go out and grab the kid's shoulder and the kid like jerks the shoulder uh-huh. like no you're not getting no, that and, and then she takes off and you know now they're now the mother's chasing him in through. the theater in, like the, in, in the, the lobby i'm saying okay in the lobby that's, that's okay as long as it's not in the actual theater like you're watching a movie and you just see a little rug rat running around going hey i want to watch lion king so i'm like i'm like i'm like this is this is like the greatest experience and the worst experience <laughs> at the same time like because it's like if you like if you don't plan ahead you're fucked. Yeah. Let's be uh, I'm sorry mommy said, hey, let's go to the movies and realize she fucked up. You know, like, <laughs> what made her think that, gee, on a Sunday, on a hot Sunday, no one's going to go to a cold movie theater to watch The Lion King. You're right. Opening like, weekend. Opening weekend. Like, come on, lady. You're to blame. <laughs> You're the reason why your kid's going to hate you in five years. <laughs> this is the time you can go to Lion King. You know, yeah, I hate you. I hate you. And that's why she'll be pregnant as a teenager. <laughs> Get back at mommy because, you know, she lied. <laughs> and it happens again. Their kid grows up. And she, right. can't, she can't provide the same way that her mother did. And- she promises that she'll always buy her tickets a week in advance, telling her kids while she's holding her. She has a, as a young mom going, I'm never going to do things my mom did. I'm going to make sure we go to the movies a week. You know, I'm going to buy my tickets a week in advance, and we're going to do this. And fast forward five years later, and she's like, you guys want to go to the movies? It should be fine. And then, boom, the circle keeps going. <laughs> and your daughter hates you. And you're like, I don't understand why we don't connect anymore. We never really talk. And she can't try calls her mom, but her mom is always busy with whatever her boyfriend of the week is. <laughs> <laughs> the circle of life. All of a sudden, you just hear in the distance, a cat's in the cradle in the silver spoon. He's going, why is that song playing? You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Just wait about ten, ten years. <laughs> then it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> One day you'll look back and hear that song go. Oh, oh that's what it's about. I thought it was about nursery rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So I, I highly recommend Lion King if you want to see it. I mean, buy your tickets in advance, though. Yes, definitely don't, make your, don't make your kids hate you. Because I'm saying, like, even like the the regular theaters now have assigned seating. Sure, like they all do it now. Yeah. It's not just the comfy seats anymore. It's every theater does it too. Now you have to. right because they realize what's what, why are these people not coming in? Oh, assigned seats. You know, if we do it, it, makes, it feels more like a concert event. It feels like an event than it used to. And this theater doesn't have a person at the window like the ticket window like uh, the old days right everything's in kiosks there was a kiosk you know type of thing so i go in and put my my Whoop. activation yeah. code in or my card hello ed how are you what movie are we seeing today? finds the tickets you know and you could order the tickets right then right. and there you know but it's just like yeah if you don't want to advance you're not going to get the seat you want and then you know and i'm like i'm like really like like because there was empty seats like in certain right. areas and you go now back in the old days you could at least go excuse me sir i have my kids with me can we all share like can you move down a little bit nowadays everyone's like fuck you bitch i bought these seats these are mine right, right. you know you should have planned ahead karen <laughs> <laughs> you know maybe if you would have thought a little bit ahead of time when did you guys decide to go to the movies this morning Bitch, I had my tickets two weeks ago. <laughs> that's exactly it. And it's just like, this, that's Disney life. You have to prepare everything in advance. My wife does this. I God bless her. Because <laughs> I tell you, it's a pain in the ass to get like the reservations for all the like re- sit-down restaurants you want to eat right. at. You know, uh, the tickets for the, the right shows, the like everything. And you've you got to plan this all in advance. And then, right. you know, some people like in the groups that we've been in, in the past go, well, maybe I don't want to go to Magic Kingdom this day. And you go, how the fuck do you know? It's two years, two yeah, months right. from now. Yeah. You know I, that. I just might not feel like going to Magic Kingdom on a Tuesday three years from now. <laughs> what? Why? Fuck you. You're on your own. Like, I'm out. Cash me out, Gary. Because <laughs> they everybody thinks my wife afterwards because she always plans everything. Like I couldn't right. do it. Like I've tried, and it's I'm I'm Mister. I'm going to be here on this day and this time. If you guys want to show up, by all means, come along. That's exactly it. If, yeah. if you're not there, no harm, no foul. This is where I'm going to be. Right. <laughs> I'm the same way. So it's you know so that's the, you know but like. It, it's some people get very like a, a kind of defensive about it, and you go, you don't know how Disney works. Like <laughs> it's your first time. <laughs> you see this scar? I got this scar on the magic. The, what do you call it? The magic castle ride. You know how I got that scar? Fucking five year old bit me. You know why? Because <laughs> he tried cutting in front of me, and I tried stopping him. Shake <laughs> <laughs> <Check> the bitch. <laughs> I, I grabbed him by the scrub of his neck, and you looked like a cartoon because he was just kicking his feet. And I was like, "Who does this belong to?" <laughs> and then he threw that back to mom and dad, like, "Keep your kid in line, or else I paid just like everybody else." And then, you know, <laughs> and that's the thing, like you know, and it's 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 very difficult. And that's like now that's movies now, like that's sure. a, the next step of like evolution, like where <laughs> we have to plan everything I, ahead. As far as I'm concerned, fucking do the first run movie theaters in your house. Make it like a giant Netflix event. Like, hey, look, everybody, here's... Like, I know that there's... If you... Lion King comes out this weekend. But I feel like there's going to be a moment in time where it's going to be... You can go to movie theaters to see it, if you want. Or it would be like a pay-per-view event. Like, oh, well, you could pay $15 now or $20 and we'll have it streamed right to your house. You know, 
They've been trying that for for decades. Sooner or later, yeah. we, I mean, we, might might work, might catch on eventually. But no, movie? no movie company is gonna go. Yeah, we're not doing that. Like, I mean, because it's yeah, it's money to get it paid, right? And then it's, there's, there's always like loopholes and stuff sure. like that to get you maybe uh, one day, one day, one day it will happen. I mean, we just set up. You set a webcam, <laughs> put it on top, put it right next to the, you. Get a, a GoPro, put it on your head like yeah, a hat, and you, you live stream it. <laughs> <laughs> Or if you worked, if you knew somebody who worked the register, the registers, the projections, you can give them like a GoPro and have it put it right next to the actual, you know, that, that well, now, back in the old days, it would be, yeah, the but now it's just boop and it's all digital. So you can have it right out the window and have a nice, good shot and just stream it live. Who'd know? <laughs> just, just, yeah, someone would know. I mean, I mean, saying, it's I mean, computer. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's the internet. Someone always knows. <laughs> I mean, it might be in Russia, but whatever. <laughs> so, you give it a thumbs up? Yeah, that's okay. I give, it a, I give it a thumbs up. It's, you know, I mean, of course, though, everybody's going to have, you know, opinions on whatever. it. Whatever. Uh, they're like, uh, everyone, uh, opinions like assholes. Everyone got one. <laughs> <laughs> Today I'm going to be bumper sticker Sean. <laughs> Everything I say is going to have a, something you bought on a bumper sticker. You watch. Uh huh. Two and a hand's worth one in the bush. Right? Okay. It's going to be good. <laughs> so, uh, how was your week? Um, it was really uneventful. Um, I watched a lot of TV. Okay. Um, I started watching Titans. Did you? Yes, I started watching Titans. I got about six episodes in out of the ten, I think it is. Uh-huh. Honestly, show's not bad if it wasn't for the fact that it was the Teen Titans. <laughs> <laughs> it was another superhero group. If, if, it, was, if it was like a totally... Or generic superhero. If it was just a generic superhero show and these people didn't know each other. Like, if I didn't know that that was Robin, and if I didn't know, like, Robin looks like Robin. Sort of. You know? Right. Um, except more edgy and bl- blind, you know... Not blind, edgy and bloodier. Okay, you know I've got a big question when you get to a. Okay, so Starfire looks like doesn't look like Starfire, but it's supposed to be Starfire. Okay, so that's my question. Okay, the only time she looks like Starfire is when she does she does her fire power and she kind of turns more of, an, of a, a flame orange and her eyes turn green and she does this. I don't know where when everyone has a superhero pose. Yeah. Okay, her superhero pose is. I'm going to put my my feet, like, I'm going to have, imagine um, uh, you were playing, like, third base, uh-huh. all right? You have your legs spread apart in case you have to go zig to the left or right. right. And then she kind of bends down and forward. Like, that's her move. Like, right. And it's it's very not feminine is the best way I can put okay. it. It's very manly looking of a, of a, of a stance. Okay. Um, and it's like every time she does it, but she does it every time. It's like, don't you got any other moves? I mean, like maybe behind the back or like, you know, like stay like, you know, like do like a, like a James Bond lean, you know, yeah. <laughs> like a, you know, no, nothing. It's just more like, uh, you know, all the time. And I'm like, that gets tiring after a while. Like that's. All right, here, here's my question. Uh-huh. Is she. How do I put this delicately? I don't think I can. Is she as bad as she looks in the pictures? Horrible. We, okay. She's horrible. Okay. I mean, not not acting wise, it's okay. I'm, I'm not talking about no, acting wise. The, the, the outfit. She, she could be the best actress. She in the world. has changed. Um, okay, I'm in episode six. I think I said um, she's finally changed out of that hideous um, skirt, boots, fur, 
Russian hooker. Right. Look, uh, she's, she's, <laughs> I was going to say 70s hooker, but okay. 70s hooker. Russian hookers works too. You know, um, cause the reason why I say that is because she's her storyline starts off in Russia. Okay. And she has amnesia. She doesn't know who she is. Mm. And she comes across a photo of the girl who plays Raven. Mm. So she tries to track her down. She doesn't know why she's tracking her down. She doesn't know who she is. Raven really doesn't know who she really is, except that she knows that she's supposed to be marrying at the end of the world. Beast Boy just kind of wanders casually into the scene and goes, hey, yo, what's up? And starts hitting on Raven. And you go, wait, what? Like, you see him in the first episode, the tail end of the first episode, he turns into a green tiger. And you're like, what the fuck's that all about? And you don't see him for like three more episodes because it's all about Robin and Raven. Uh And then, uh, what do you call it? I mean, I know this is like, hey, origin story, and eventually they'll all get together. But they bring Beast Boy in, kind of, they bring Beast Boy in with the back end Doom Patrol like um, because they made a Doom Patrol TV show Mm -hmm. but they used the characters from that TV show basically for a one-off in Titans to bring Beast Boy into the team right and I'm like that was totally unnecessary like he first meets Beast Boy Beast Boy first meets Raven at a roller rink because they're trying to find because Starfire is on like a, a a mission to try to find out her origins right and it, it's like, hey, I found this key in this bus stop. I'm going to open this up. And hey, look, there's another key to this place kind of thing. And, right. and they're in this roller rink. And, and Raven's playing the Twilight Zone pinball machine. And here comes this guy with green spiky hair. And he starts talking to her like, oh, I like this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I like your hair. And he's like, I like your hair too. And that's what binds them together for a moment. Right. And then Robin comes in and busts that shit up and goes, we need to go back to this convent. And the girl, we have to get going. And she doesn't want to go. And she does a little screamy thing and breaks all the windows of the cars in the parking lot. Mm. Weirdly enough, except for the Porsche that Robin was driving, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a lot of like little continuity errors here and there yeah. going, why is that? Wait, what? All right, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm willing to go, okay, you know what? They, they don't have the budget. You know, here, but here's, my, here's the problems that I have with the show. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, I'm seeing it on a fire stick. So take, I'm t- trying to take this with a grain of salt. Every episode I've watched seems a little dark as far as color-wise. Okay. And, like, you know how you watch a bootleg movie? It's usually, like, because it's a shitty transfer. Right. This is a digital file, so it should be able to be at its best quality. And it is. It's crystal clear. It's just the colors are muted. And a part of me is like, was that a choice or was that just because it's a DC show? You know, like, I don't have anything to compare it to. Like, hey, you know, like... I remember watching the first episode when I had the DC Universe, and it looked exactly the same. So I'm going, it's, it's got to be the show, right? Because there was this nice little moment where Robin in is helps Dove and Hawk, um, and he throws his um, he throws a shuriken with his R, and it stabs a guy in the eye, right. and he rips it out of the guy's eye and pops it back onto his chest because that's where the Robin symbol is. But you got to pay attention because if you you because if you blink, you miss it because it's so fucking dark. And I'm like, that doesn't seem right. You know, like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. And and outside of Starfire's outfit, she now changed into, I'm going to say like a 70s pants suit type of thing, but it's still the same shimmery purple color, uh-huh. you know. So it's it's just not a good look. Um, the Raven look looks fine. Beast Boy looks fine. The only thing I have a problem with Beast Boy is that he needs to get naked in order to change. So it's not like... 
he could just change it. Will it's it's it's. Oh, hold on, I got I got to. Oh, don't no no one look. I got and he runs around the corner and strips down and he comes back as a tiger and I'm going. That's a special effect. You just gonna want to pay the money for the special effects, like you no. Know? <laughs> and then when he you know tries changing back, he's always behind like a crate, so you see him like get up and he's kind of green as he's you know putting on his jacket. Yeah, and I'm like, oh wow, all right. And I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, they did bring in last, uh, they brought in Jason Todd, Jason Todd's Robin, uh, you know, and kid's a dick, but you expect that's Jason Todd, uh, right? And I'm like, all right, um, I'll, I'll eventually finish it because I'm interested because I kind of went to see what Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol looked like a pretty decent show. Uh, the characters I liked. So I was like, all right, well, and I knew that they made an appearance in Titans. So my fear was, were they going to set up something that was going to carry that? show through its run and I'd be like I don't know what you're talking about uh, it's because I didn't see the Titans episode like you know right. like like the old comic book trick like oh if you need to know what's, what's going on in Batman you gotta buy Superman Wonder Woman and the Flash yeah you're like the crossover, uh, the crossover events, events. Yeah. I was like it wasn't that bad at least not yet so I'm like Ooh. I also caught up on Lucifer I finished Lucifer on Netflix okay you know that was that was my and I also bought a game Friday um, we can get that later when we do the uh well, speaking of DC, we you and I did do a movie Thursday, Shazam, right? And it was a DC movie. It was Shazam. Shazam. It's the reason why people are like, why do they keep going to Shazam like that? It's because back in our day, there was a show called. Uh, that was before our time, really. It was, really, it was before our time. Yeah, it was reruns that we right. caught uh, back uh, back in the day before cable. Back when back when Ron Howard was just a redheaded little actor yeah. in a black and white TV show called uh, what do you call it? Andy Griffin Show. Yeah, there was a character called Gomer Pyle. And he had his his favorite phrase was Shazam, and he had this big thick accent. And then he was actually able to get spun off onto his own show called Gomer Pyle USMC, right? Because he, he was joined the Marines, the Marines yeah. he joined the Marines, and he's got this gruff, you know, sergeant who's always like, you know, yelling at him and stuff. And he's like Shazam, golly, you know. <laughs> and that's it was we it kind of was a staple of my of of our lives. Here's the thing, Jim Neighbors. While he would talk like this, golly, he'll shazam. Voice of an angel when he sang. Right. It was like, I mean, but better. But better. (laughs) It was very, very operatic and very like, oh, he has a voice like an angel. Yeah. It's like, golly, how y'all doing? It's like, what? (laughs) Who are you? It's like the old bait and switch on like uh, American Got Talent or something like that. The <laughs> guy comes out all goth, and you think, "Oh, what's this guy's going to sing?" I can only it's probably some death metal song. He sings opera. Yeah, you know, yeah. never judge a book by its cover. That's right. There you go. There's another book. Yeah, <laughs> bumper sticker. Boof. You know, my life's an open book. You just got to know what page to turn to. Oh. <laughs> um. So yeah, we saw Shazam. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did. I did. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah. I, I, my, my bar was really low, though. I have to say, <laughs> because they have seen the pictures. Like it, it's, it's one of those things. I, I wish DC would just keep their mouth shut until you get a trailer part. Like, don't like. Here's the pictures because it looked terrible. Like just like the Spider, my Amazing Spider-Man with uh, <laughs> Electro. Yeah, uh, the blue uh, face. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah. And you got to wait till you see the trailer and the facts and all. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, now it looks okay. So. Though there was times I could tell, 
Yeah, the, the suit did look kind of patty a yeah. little bit in certain moments. Yeah, uh, I, I know he worked out and he, you know, right. he bulked up, and I, and, you know, I appreciate because I always like actors going the extra mile to, sure, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, you could put that muzzle suit on me. Yeah, I'm gonna go old school, back '89, old school. Give me that Tim Burton Batman special. Give me a love rougher. Give me, give me the, give me the abs girdle, the girdle and the abs already in the suit. Yeah, <laughs> give me beer too. I right. <laughs> dozen donuts. Are those for me. <laughs> oh, what was that? Oh, it was a button on my shirt. Sorry. <laughs> Shazam! That's right. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> oh yes. So I mean, I do appreciate Zachary Levi going that extra mile. Sure. But you could tell, like, there's some points you were like, yeah, that's. There that's, are moments, yeah, it looked a little sooty. Yeah. I was okay with it. I, you know, for the type of movie that it was, I, I felt like it was okay. Like, I'm hoping that the next movie will be, will be a little filled it out a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same. Yeah, like so much time, and maybe you'll put more time into it. I think maybe there's this this inherent worry that you go, well, The Rock's going to be the Black Adam, and if you got Zachary Levi standing next to to Dwayne Johnson, it's going to look really fucking stupid, right? So it's great, Zach, that you're bulking up, but it seems to me The Rock doesn't just kind of quit lifting weights. He looks three times the size he did when he was first announced as Black Adam. Uh, we might have to put some padding in that suit just to kind of make sure you look size right. Because you know? he's a big boy and you not. <laughs> like, sorry, you're tall. I'll give you that. And Rock's not going to fix that. Doesn't need padding on his. Right. Rock, Rock, that's what you see is what you get. They call him the Rock for a reason. Because he's like a boulder now. Like, he's like chiseled away and you. You look like you did a couple push-ups. That's great. <laughs> look, don't get me wrong. You look great and all, but we're gonna have to make quick. Grab some paper. We're gonna just shove some in here. <laughs> shove some, <laughs> some in padding, here. Yeah. Some padding in there. Some. It's. it's it, just give me those shoulder pads. Put that in there. We're gonna put some thigh pads in here. You're gonna, you know, get some butt pads. <laughs> gonna bulk you up. Make you. Make it. Keep working out. You'll. You'll get there. But just, just a little extra. Just something. You know. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> 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 so what else did you so you did you, you uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? That was a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, I said I was. I don't. I'm. I'm kind of <laughs> glad I didn't see it in the theater. I'll be. I'll be honest with that. Like you know, I yeah. thought Like I wasn't. I wasn't like. In a way, I'm always like oh, every time I miss a DC or Marvel movie, you know, in the theater, I'm kind of like, damn it, you know. Right. And then I saw it. and I'm like, I. I'm glad I saw it, but I'm glad I didn't pay. You know, because I knew we were going to buy. Like it's, it's always, always these things. You know, it's a DC movie. You know, it's going to be part yeah. of the collection. So it's like, yeah, I want to see it in the theater because I want to see it like with everybody else right. and not wait for it. But this is one like, yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't. I saved a little in the theater. To me, it was, it was one of those like, oh, you know what? I, I, I would have gone the the, the five dollar Tuesday. You know, right. Me and Stacy would have been like ten bucks plus drinks and whatever pachachkis. But like opening day, where it's like you know. Thirty dollars for her and I to go right. see a movie. It's like no, you're like I, I don't know if I'd pay thirty bucks to go see it. Fifteen, sure. You know, when it comes this week, when I get paid, I'll be like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, when I got home, Stacy was like, so what you watch? I was like, Shazam. I knew she kind of wanted to watch it, but she wasn't like super interested in the way I was. Um, and I was like, it was really good. I'm like, it's a movie that I would watch again and again. And I would, I would watch over right. again. You know, and I was like, it would definitely be. I'm, I'm kind of happy that's part of would be part of my collection. And I watch it more than once, and 
you know, and honestly, I'm, I'm a hometown boy, so it happens in Philadelphia. So right away, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was that carnival called? Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you saw that name, he started laughing. I chuckled, Philadelphia. <laughs> and then the thing is, <laughs> the other day, too, <laughs> I'm going to spoil something. Um, there's a scene where Shazam is on top of the, um, the art, art house the, on top of the art museum stat- stairs. Right. And he's got a crowd around, and he's got the Rocky theme. Dan, 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 dan. He's going, lightning, lightning with my hands. <laughs> lightning with my hands. Lightning. You know, like, <laughs> and, and for me, now, now, the other day, Stace was talking, and I don't know why, but the, the Rocky tune popped in my head, and all I could see was Zachary Levi guy going, dan. Lighting with my hands, <laughs> lighting with my hands, <laughs> and I just started laughing. Just kind of chuckled. She's like, "What's so? What are you laughing at?" And I had to tell her, and she's like, "Why did that pop in your head?" Because we weren't even talking about anything. I'm like, I, "I don't know. It just randomly popped." In. And you don't have like random thoughts. I just randomly had an image of Zachary Levi in his Shazam suit going, "Dan, dan, dan, dan." You know, <laughs> like <laughs> shoot out the lightning, shooting out of lightning out of his hands, and I'm like. It's, it's a great joke. <laughs> I'm like it's gonna it's gonna stick with me for a while. <laughs> you know, I I guess I thoroughly enjoyed it too. I thought it was it was it was a nice it was a fam- it was a family friendly movie. Yes, I would say like it's it's something that DC I think needed um, to kind of. It wasn't dark and brooding. It, it was, wasn't yeah. you know it wasn't um, you know when they when they post that memo a long time ago about no no. Laughter in their movies yeah. or no comedy in their movies. Yeah, that you know, you could, you could tell like that that moment went away and this was it. And you're like, you know, like this is like, yeah, you, maybe you should have started with this, you know, and, and all like DC, you know. Yeah, there was there was like this this very nice. Um, it to me it felt like a um a sorbet and a meal. Yeah, like you have like you have your like you have your big meal and you're sitting you had your appetizers and you're like your first course and that could have been like. Batman v Superman, Justice League, and Aquaman. You're just like, yeah, you know what? There's just something missing, blah, blah, blah. I don't really know what it is. Like, this was good, but it wasn't great. And here comes Shazam, and it's like, here, you know what? Just have this. It'll clean the palate. And you go, wow, this is a really good sorbet. I can't see what's happening next. Like, I'm excited now again Yeah. to go, well, what's going to come out next? Because this was really good. I think you guys are on a good path. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, keep you know, going this keep, way. Yeah. This is the good direction. Like, now maybe the second course will be even better. Right. You know, because you know why? Because you had a nice palate cleaner there. I was like, mm, that was good. Mm, all right. I don't even know what's next on their on their. Uh, um, according to San Diego Comic-Con, I think it is um, going to be Wonder Woman 84. Okay. Next year. Okay. Um, I saw a photo of it. And it was like, hey, in 2020 and 2019, you know. It's like, oh, okay. There's like a couple Batman movies. I always, when I see those, I'm always like, okay, well, is that a guideline, or is that are those are those things now where it's going to be like, well, we're sticking to these dates, and nothing's going to bend or break because I think they had a Flash movie, they had a Green Arrow movie, you know. I'm like, yeah, okay, what Flash movie are you going to make? Is that the <laughs> one you, you should give us like a year ago? Go, like, what? Huh? What about that Cyborg movie? Huh? How about that one? <laughs> where's, where's Man of Steel two? I didn't see that on the list. <laughs> like, oh boy. <laughs> it's gonna be a long time for yeah. them to recover, fortunately. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else to read? Uh, I know this might be a, a, a news article, but I'm going to spoil it now. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Yes. Number one box office movie. Yes. Um, Avatar was a seven two two billion 
2.789.7. Okay, 2 billion. 789 million. Uh-huh. 700,000. Okay. All right. Uh, Avengers Endgame, 2 billion, 790 million. Oh. 200,000. All right. There you so go. It's, uh, ding, ding. There's a new champion. Point five five hundred thousand dollars uh, difference between the two. Oh boy, that's a uh, that's a nail biter. Yeah, it's a close one. I say they should let it do for like another weekend. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, just, like, at this point, just, you know what? It's supposed to come out in the middle of August. But here it is, almost the end of this uh, on the July. July. Just keep it out. Go like, hey, look, by the way, uh, yeah, come in and see it one last time before it comes out on Blu-ray tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, Go okay, go the See first weekend the of August, and then boom, it's, done. I think August 13th, I think, is the street date okay. for the movie, which reminds me, I'm going to just pay check. I'll have to pre-order it. Uh, uh, all right, so uh, outside of that, where did Lion King fall in the top five? I mean, I'm assuming you probably have it there now. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, number five was still number five of last week. Is yesterday. It made $5.1 million over the weekend, and 57.5 overall in the two four weeks release with a $26 million budget. Okay. Um, look at number four is number three of last week. Crawl. It made $6 million over the weekend. Okay. And 23.8 overall in two weeks release with a $13.5 million budget. Oh, Crawl 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. Uh, number three was number two of last week, Toy Story 4. It made $14.6 million. Oh, boy. And a total of $375.5 million over the five weeks release with no budget yet. Okay. Uh, number two was number one, Spider-Man: Far From Home. So it got dethroned from it made twenty-one million dollars this weekend, and a three hundred nineteen point six overall in the three weeks release with a hundred and sixty million dollar budget here in the U.S. Yeah, I guess it's doing well enough to make a sequel. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Actually, this it's already in the lineup. I, I saw. <laughs> um, and number one was a new release, The Lion King. It made a hundred and eighty-five million dollars this weekend. Wow. One hundred eighty-five. Good job. So there you go, kids. The mouse is still in, in charge. That's right. All right. Well, as I was saying, the top they were, you know, there I was saw some article they were talking about the you know Avengers Endgame, and since they own Fox, they own te- seven out of the top ten movies. Wow. Uh, of all grossing all time movies now. So. Wow, that's incredible. The mouse is in charge. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right now, who's in charge? Me. Kiss my ass. <laughs> and I ain't working for cheese no more. I'm working for not even peanuts. That's the that's the elephant's job, ain't that right, Dumbo? <laughs> I'm working for the hard. I'm working for the dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> We're gonna print my face on it. Next. That's right. Next is up, and my face is gonna be on the dollar bill. Mickey Mouse, me, not Walt Disney, Mickey, <laughs> me. I run this shit. Like, I'm sorry. So what's going on with video? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, this Tuesday uh, for, for releases of the week. Here we go. Uh, Alita Battle Angel is coming out this Tuesday on all okay. the 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, blah, 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 DVD, uh, Blu-ray 3D. So. Okay. Uh, Hellboy, the new Hellboy is coming out. Wow, it seemed like it was a minute ago it was out. Yes. Well, now, right. it's, now it's... Oh, now it's on video. Now it's on video. Okay. Uh, so you're going to enjoy that. Um, Missing Link, that uh, animated. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. That, again, that's another movie that I thought was just in the theater. Yeah. And now it's on, on Blu-ray and DVD for you to enjoy. It's got uh, Hugh Jackman and Zach Galifianakis in it. Yes. All right, what else came? Uh, this one, I'm, I, I know, I, it, it was popular, so I put it on there. Critters Attack is coming on Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, it's a, it's a Critters reboot. Okay. For those people who remember Critters of the... 
uh, they're the okay. You know how you have transformers and then you have GoBots. Mm. You have gremlins. You have critters. Okay, kind of. It's, it's the best analogy I could do. Okay, <laughs> a poor man's gremlins. Poor man's gremlins. All right, All right. good enough. Uh, then we have some Criterion collections coming out. <laughs> yes. uh, do the right thing is coming out as a Criterion collection. Okay, and 1984 is coming out wow. as a Criterion collection. All right. Uh, Weird Science is getting a Steelbook Blu-ray release. Okay. Weird Science. Do, 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 do. All right. Uh, this one is a is a uh, documentary I saw. On, so I forgot to add it to the list. It's called Geek, and you shall find. Oh. After attending a com- local comic book convention, three filmmakers are so moved by the stories shared with, by, with them by cosplayers that they decide to investigate geek culture even further. Attending other conventions across the country and speaking to with legendary creators such as Kevin Eastman, Stan Lee, and George R. George R. R. Martin. Oh, okay. Trigger not only begins the answers, uh, blah 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 blah, but yes, generally yeah. So, and then we have some um, d- uh, Doctor Who, Doctor Who and the Gunfighters coming out on DVD. All right, uh, Doctor Who and the Colony in Space. Okay. Cleopatra Jones is coming out on DVD from 1973. Wow, okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It didn't even get on DVD yet, so now it is. Uh, Troop Beverly Hills, the 30th anniversary edition is Get the fuck out of here, really? That's getting a Blu-ray treatment? That's right. Stacy loves that movie. Maybe I'll buy it for her as a gift. So there you go. <laughs> 30th anniversary edition. Wow, I didn't think it cared enough. I, think, I didn't think it even cared enough to make an, an, an anniversary edition. <laughs> so wild. All right. So wow. Wild. All right, let's move on to video games then. Okay. Uh, Data Live, Rio Reincarnation by Idea Factory International for the PS4. And that's coming out Tuesday. All right. Then we have um, Passavaller Delta by Dispatch Games for the Switch. That's this Tuesday. I know I butchered it, but you you guys. You asked for it. You asked for it, yes. Raiden 5, Director's Cut, limited edition by UFO Interactive Games for the Switch. All and right. that is on Thursday. No, wait, Friday. Okay. Friday, All sorry. right. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood Deluxe Edition by Bethesda Softworks for the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. That's yeah, only like 30 bucks. So there you go. Uh, Wolfenstein uh, Cyberplot VR. Cyberpilot, yeah. Cyberpilot, sorry. VR by Bethesda Softworks for the PS4. On uh, Thursday. Yeah, same day. Yeah. Uh, kill a kill. Kill a kill. Kill. Sorry. Kill la kill. <laughs> I like I mean, kill a kill. 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 Like, is that the name of the... Dude, you got to stop and stick for a second. <laughs> kill a kill if by Arc System Works Incorporated LTD. Wow. What name is that? For the PS4 and Switch <laughs> on Friday. Fire Emblem Three Houses by Nintendo. Thank God this is finally fucking coming out. If I see another fucking commercial. <laughs> Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm going to punch somebody. By Nintendo for the Switch this Friday. And City Skylines for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Nintendo Switch Edition by Steve Silver. Sorry, for the Switch for Friday. So there you go. There's all the releases for video games, oh, movies, okay. and all. And uh, you said you purchased a video game. Yeah, I had a game come in Friday. It was uh, Marvel Lions 3. Yes. Uh, the Black Order, I think it's called. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I, well, I played the first two. I, mean, I enjoyed the first two. This one, I'll be honest, um, it looks great. 
I mean, uh, it, it, the colors are really popping off the the, the system. It's very anime style. The, the the animation is great. Uh, gameplay is fucking tough, Ed. I'm not gonna lie. I actually had to lower the difficulty on it because really? I was playing normal and I was getting my ass handed to me. Now, a part of me is not really sure if that's because it's on the Switch and I don't play the Switch enough to know. Here, let me put it this way: I still have a problem since I am Sony bound by Sony rule that whenever I have to confirm something, I hit the X button mm-hmm. on PlayStation. Well, the X button on the PlayStation is the bottom button. Mm-hmm. For Switch, to verify things, it's the A button. The A button is the right button on the controller. Okay. So whenever, and and then it's, it's for those people who don't know, it's A and then what where the X button would be on a PlayStation on the Switch, it is the letter B. Here's the problem, Ed, is that the B button is used as the cancel button. Okay. So every time I try to, I'm in menus and I'm trying to select something, I wind up backing out of that menu because I'm hitting the wrong button. I'm <laughs> confirming on a PlayStation. My muscle memory is going, this is the right button. Yeah. And it's not. It's kicking me out. So a cu- so my hands, I have to actively be aware of what buttons I'm pushing yeah. in order for me to be able to get to achieve certain things. And there's extra buttons on the Switch system that I'm not really sure what do, what they do yet because I can't – my muscle memory is getting fucked up. Right. I'm like, I don't know. This is not right. How come I can't – I'm supposed to do a synergy thing. Why can't I do a synergy? What the, what the hell? What Like I'm getting aggravated. Um, so I was getting I was getting my ass handed to me by all mag, Mysterio of all people. I'm just saying <laughs> that's, where, that's where I had to bend the knee and go, fuck. I was able to handle Sandman all right. Okay. Uh, but the moment I hit the next boss fight was fucking Mysterio. It was like, uh, why am I getting my ass hit? I'm just going to have to lower the difficulty. I was like, I, I, have to, I have to. In order for me, before I don't like, throw the switch across the room, I'm going to have to just kind of take it easy. <laughs> um, I, I So I'm like, but the game is fun. The characters are good. I like, you know, the you can kind of, it's just like the other ones where you can create your own team. Like right now, my team, because I just got them, is Spider-Man, uh-huh. Spider-Gwen, uh-huh. Miles Morales, and Venom. Because you get together you get together with not only uh, heroes, but also villains are also enjoying. Because the idea is that Thanos is after the, the Infinity Stones. And if he gets them, it's bad news for everybody. Right. So, you know, the people who want to rule... It's, you're basically, your villain storyline is, wait, in order to be able to do what I want to do, i got to stop him. Because if he destroys the world, then I can't rule the world. So i got to... You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. Right. Uh, so I'm like, all right, I'm in. Like, I'm, it's The voice acting's okay. It's okay. Uh, some are pretty spot on as far as attitude-wise. Like, the guy who does Dax kind of delivers Dax, uh, Drax's lines pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get who's ever doing Nick Fury is like, yo, man, what's up? Like, it's it's he, dude, like, you, you he doesn't talk like that all the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it. Yo, you gotta understand. We're gonna do this. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down with the accent. <laughs> like, you know, he's not always that angry. <laughs> like, uh, you know, bitch, you were in space. <laughs> you know, like, like, it's very, very, like, too over the top. Yeah. And I'm like, luckily, I don't have to talk to him a lot. You know, he just kind of popped up. But the moment he popped up, he's like, "What you guys doing?" Like, I'm like. What? Oh, hello there. Like, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you guys got to tone that down a little bit. 
Um, everybody else, the guy who does the voice for Rockets, doing a really good job. Sounds like, you know, sounds like them. I mean, clearly I know they're not. I had to hear on one of the ads, the person who plays Magneto, does a really good Ian McKellen voice, I can tell you that. Um, so I'm like, all right. Right now, I'm, I just stopped. Where, I'm, where did I stop at? Uh, I still think I'm, I'm probably, I got the team together, and I'm getting ready to, I'm chasing after Green Goblin. Okay. You know? uh, so far, I've, I've fought mostly spider Well, you open up with Guardians of the Galaxy, and you fight, um, uh, we call it Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, okay. You know? And then um, Nebula. But you know, now you're in like Spider Man zone. You're in the you're on the raft and you're trying to get out of the raft and it's the inmates are taking over and it seems to be all the bosses are Spider Man bad guys. Okay. You know, Electro, Doc Ock, Sandman, Green Goblin. I'm like, I guess I should have him on my team now. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> and I mean it's it's not bad. It's it's quite it's it's quite fun. Um but the outside of the this if you play if you play the switch all the time it should be super easy to get down mm. i don't so i'm, I'm kind of struggling a little bit uh i also think too stacy is feeling some type of way about me playing the switch because she usually plays the switch and it right. seems to be like whenever i get my hands on it she all of a sudden now has like a, a hey baby look at this it's like i'm trying to play and it, oh, it feels like she's finding any excuse in the book to get me to kind of put it down for a sec you know or there's something shining, something shining, and you yeah, go, ooh, yeah. and then she grabs it and starts playing it. Right, or, or not, no, not that. She just doesn't want me, it feels like she just doesn't want me to play it at all. all right. Like, you know, when I come home, the switch is laying on the bed. She ain't touching it. She's on her phone. All right. So I go for, what are you doing? I was going to play that. No, you weren't, because if you were, you would have been playing the moment I walked in the house. Like, I just got my game. I'm, you just got in. I want to I wanna play. Like, well, we got to have dinner. Like... <laughs> Like I don't. I think by the time I actually sat down to try to play it, that's that's what I'm like. I have I have all these. Uh, back in the day, I have all these uh, Nintendo um, fuck Wii games. Mm-hmm. And when Animal Crossing came out, I didn't have a Wii anymore. <laughs> but, uh, my wife plays Wii Animal Crossing all the time, and I'm like, yeah. Like I, I made a comment to my family one time. I'm like. I'm like, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get a new, uh, I gotta get a new Wii because mine's broken. I can't get a game out. And they're like, oh, really? <laughs> like, like you know, like what happened? Blah blah blah. Oh, my wife keeps playing this well, game, and I can't get it. There's, out. there's the 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 um, Switch Lite coming out yeah. this holiday season, and I'm like, wow, at a two hundred dollar price point, maybe I'll buy myself one just so I can not have to have right. this the the look of what are you doing. Like the offense of picking it up, <laughs> like because <laughs> yeah, because I was talking about getting the game, you know, because right. we, we don't have a switch yet. We're gonna get one once Animal Crossing finally right gets you know delivered. Right. And uh, I said, you know, I, I said she's like, oh well, you can you can get it and, and and play the game. And I'm like, when? Like, you know, right. and she's like, when I'm in bed. And I'm like, yeah, like for like what, like an hour, you know, kind of thing. I'll be like at six o'clock in the morning, still playing it because right. it's the only time I'm going to get in. You know, I'm like, nah, forget it. Yeah, I'm like, I, I was playing a little bit before. I was playing. I actually was able to get a little in today, um, before I came here, and I, I got my my new crew, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll leave. See you later. Like, yeah, bye. <laughs> you know, she was playing The Sims because there was an update in The Sims on her PC. So I'm like, oh, that's what she's going to try doing now, so she can you know wean herself off of the Switch. Right. So I could actually get some playtime in, you know, on the game. I think she started playing it too, on her her account. And I'm like, because you can do co op, 
but she thinks we need another controller. I'm like, no, you, two controllers. I just don't think we'll be able to. There'll be certain things we might not be able to do. Like there's communications and stuff like that. You can there's emotes that you can do. And I'm like, I don't. I'm like, I'm not sure. But we could probably play together. My partner's like, it's probably the worst idea. So yeah, you know, yeah, you never, never. Some people can play together. Some people can't. And and Stacey and I were just not. We don't sync up that way, game wise. I'm Mister. Look under every nook, cranny, under your, every rock. And she wants to go. And to the she show. just wants to go. Like she's playing Assassin's Creed Three, and I think she's almost done the actual story. But there's so much stuff that she hasn't done, and I'm like, "Well, I haven't done that. I just don't want to do that. Like I want to find the story online." And then, and then it's always like, "Well, I got to fight this guy." I'm like, "I think that's the end of the story." What do you mean? I don't want to be the story to be over. I'm like, "Well, then go do everything else." Right. Like, like you know, <laughs> like, explore a little bit. You know, yeah, like just explore. Like you can. You know, she's like, well, I want to be able to do this. Like, well, in order to do that, you have to do some hunting. <sighs> I don't know how to do that. Well, there was missions that teach you how to do that. You know, there's people on a house that you own, in the land that you own, that will show you how to do that. You can do missions based on that, and it'll help with that. And then you need to go to, like, the general store. And, and she's like, I don't know how to upgrade my stuff. I was like, I think you have to go to the general store. Like, she, she's asking me, I, since I've played it, but I played it when it first came out, so my memory of the game. And when you've played a twelve years worth of Assassin's Creed games, you all kind of get muddled together. Right. And as far as like what you can and what you can't do, and I'm like, I think you need to get the. I think you need to hunt for like if you want a better ammo bag, you have to hunt this to get the furs, and then you have to. I think you have to go to the general store, and there's somebody there who will do it for you. Well, how do I do that? When was the last time you were at a general store? Well, I haven't. I don't know where they are. Well, they're right there on the map. I don't. I don't. I don't go there. Why? Because <laughs> it's not part of the story. I'm like, but I'm like, okay. I'm like, and me. I'm Mister. Oh, there's pages. I can go grab the pages. Oh, look, here's a store. Let me go walk in here a million times. Just go. What's in here? Like, I'm yeah. Mister. I want to live the life of this character for the time that I'm there. And she's just like, no, I just want to do the story. Okay. I'm like, um, with the uh, with the uh, Ultimate Alliance, there's. There's corridors. I'm like right now. I'm in a I'm in a prison. Right. I'm on the raft. So there's like these corridors that you can go down and hopefully unlock and break up boxes and stuff like that. You know, to be able to get some stuff. And I'm like, I I want to do all that. I know she probably won't. She'll be like, let's just go here. I'm like, no, I don't want to go there. I want to see what's behind us because because it's behind us. There's always something behind us. And you spin around the camera. And there's like a bunch of chests, and you're going, okay. <laughs> it's like walking into a vault and seeing this big, big mound of money, and and them going here, take it all. It's sure, it's all yours. And someone goes, "No, we're not here for that. I just want to grab this and let's go." <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> but it's free. It's right there. It's a mound of stuff that we could use, possibly, or or spend on stuff. Now, why? Why we don't need it? But because it's free. Like, it's just, I just grab a handful. Like, no, we gotta get going. We have somebody else supposed to be. <sighs> Fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, I think that we've come to a decision where I was like, I don't know if we can we can play games together because of two different styles. I just can't. I just can't. Can't, Ed. <laughs> Drive me crazy. Uh, so, you get anything else though, movie wise? Because uh, I this week was San Diego Comic Con. Yes, I'm sure there's a ton of news. I saw some great news this week. I don't know what you have, so go ahead and start off and. Okay, well, I will start off with a last Starfighter sequel being developed. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I know this is real. Okay. Uh, well, it comes via the Nerdist, Ed. 
So according to this was this goes back before it was July fifteenth. All right, um, writer Gary Witta, who co-developed the story for Rogue One, posted on Twitter that he is working as a writer and producer on a sequel, thirty-five years in the making. Uh, Witta and John Jonathan Batu, the writer and creator of the Last Starfighter, have been working on a follow-up to the sci-fi classic. Uh, here's from Gary Witta's. Twitter. Lots of people were acting like they had no di- no idea of working on the sequel to The Last Starfighter. Yep, writing and producing it with the original writer-creator. Check out some of the concept art I posted last year. Um, and, you know, last year he shared some concept art done by Rogue One's Matt Alsop for the movie, which features some gorgeous renderings of the film's ships and space docks. Uh, Last Starfighter was one of the first CGI-heavy movies ever made, which makes it an important film in the history of cinema. Obviously, though, these images would make the world of the frontier and Rylos look more beautiful than it did in the movie. You know, it's just, here, I'll show you it. Yes. You know. Uh, So, some people seem excited by the first tweet, so here's a tiny bit more of Matt's concept art. Can't show anything more than this. It's all too spoilery. Uh, So, some speculations and renderings meant a sequel to the film. The film's ending was practically begging for a follow-up, considering the state of the frontier, Zer's escape, and Alex's young brother, Louis, being his own beginning his own training, uh, Wood has cleared up any confusion by confirming the sequels under development. Um, and if and he's like, and you've not seen the last of it, here's to The Last Starfighter, released 35 years ago, still one of my favorite underrated sci-fi movies, and he tweeted, and you've not seen the last of it. So, what do you think, Ed? <laughs> this, is a, this is a tough one. Um, I love The Last Starfighter. It's one of my favorite sci-fi movies. It's it's up there in, in terms of, you know, with the 25th anniversary and they released it on Blu-ray, I was so excited. I got one. Um, I watched it several times, you know, and it's it's a movie that you can't, I mean, if you like sci-fi, you, this is a movie you should enjoy. It really, really was of the time ahead of its time, you know. Right, like right, sure. Day. I mean, seeing those, seeing those computer images on screen, for me, it was like, wow, I can't believe we're going this way. Yeah. Like, I was really excited for, okay, well, I know it looks looks good. It doesn't look great, but it looks good for, for the time. I thought it looked phenomenal. Like, you know, if you look back, it looks definitely dated. Yeah. But it's supposed to. I mean. But that's the point. thing. Like, I appreciate those films more now because of, of the history of it. Like, sure. like Like, where we were then and where we are now. And it's just like, if these movies weren't made, the movies of today – we you, don't know. You don't like, get to Endgame without Last Starfighter, right? Like they, you yeah. know, like, you know, those are the those are the movies like that and Tron and and uh, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. There's like there's a whole lot of those movies that you won't get to the now to from from then because it's just the, the technology was just starting and then how they're developing and it, you know how, how can we make the next movie bigger and that's better and that, you know improve upon it. and that was the that was the whole goal. That's why we're where we're at now. And like I said, that to me, the last Starfire, once seeing that was like, you could see the future. You're like, this is going to be, yeah. cinema is going to be awesome. And it is, you know, and we're like, we're here now. We're like, this is awesome. And I'm like, 25 years from now, is it's going to be even better. You know, like, you know, so, but that's just my take. Though a sequel for this movie, I don't know. Like, 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 how do you, like, how do you sequelize? Yeah. Like uh, okay. I've seen, I've seen the original cast <laughs> a couple of years ago. I met them at, at a, at a convention, right? you know, and, uh, the, the lead female, uh-huh. she held it well. She's, 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 she's <laughs> well. Right. the male lead. 
he needs to <laughs> right well, okay well let's see let's 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 try to let's be realistic about it you hear there's a last starfighter sequel coming yeah you hope that you're going to be picked for it right so what you should start doing is training you should dye your hair you should get in shape skit hair um even okay fine even if not don't get the hair he could still be a father figure like look okay i'm gonna i mean i'm imagining they're getting like a cameo kind of spots right you know you you can't go you'll know, get two different actors and actresses that are older that nobody will really know the difference it's been 35 years like who's gonna really know and i'm like there's a there's a there's a fan base for well, you, Starfire. Well, you, okay they do what they did with jumanji you turn it into a video game okay instead, uh, instead of an arcade game or, or here's a go here okay here's a couple ways you can go with it uh, Ed, the creative juices are flowing in me. Really? Ready? Okay. You have the last Starfighter, the video game, the, the standy arcade thing. Yeah. You, you follow the history of that. You figure, okay, like ever since that moment, what's happened to it? It's been probably that um, right outside that park. Yeah. Maybe it's closed down and that someone buys the machine goes to like an arcade and someone plays it at the arcade and then over time it's like a time lapse of kids playing it and people playing it and all that stuff and then you find like kind of like video killed the radio star type of attitude where the game then becomes kind of like starts collecting dust because no one's playing it anymore because it is so antiquated and that somebody comes up with an idea to actually you know modernize it not modernize it but change it so that it's actually more Modern, modern times, either Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, whatever. It doesn't uh-huh. matter. Some arcade game simulated. or And then, next thing you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Boom. Shit happens again. Now, you could do... I don't remember... You know, you could just kind of make... You can make it not... The one guy from the first movie could be the grandfather. If he's gotten... You know, if he's if he's not aged well. You know, you could do... You could technically... What was it? 86? 80? Early late mid eighties. Yeah, it was, it was an eighties film. Uh, so fine, you know. You figure if you were a teenager, eighty four. Okay, so eighty four. So if he was, let's say, twenty at nineteen eighty four, you flash forward twenty odd thirty years, twenty thirty years, forty years, let's yeah. say, and then you go, okay, well now he's a early fifties, maybe early late fifties, who's got a son. You know who's in his twenties or maybe in his thirties, and he's got a kid who maybe like fifteen. Because I think you got to go younger. I think you got to go. Uh oh. I, I like your idea. <laughs> let's put a pin in that. All right. And then let's go with this way. Let's say they they update the game, like you were saying, uh-huh. like they, the Jumanji thing. Uh-huh. But it's a VR game. Okay. Yeah. You know? Okay. And then people like people are, are, are like you know though somebody somebody sees it somewhere like in a in a you know. Like they kind of like they did in the Jumanji, where it was like in the basement of okay, a, all right. You know, it's in it's in a it's in a um, like a fun arcade center, and it's like sure. in a basement type of thing, and somebody stumbles upon it. But it's it's when he puts it on, and he's like, "Wow!" And he thinks it's just a game. Here, it's a simulator, and there's an actual ship that he's flying for the for the for the resistance or whatever for the alliance. Okay, and he now has the the alliance goes and finds him, goes back to Earth, and goes, "You're the next starfighter." You know, okay, and then he comes and you know, like and and starts building, help building the armada up, you know, to to all fight, right. you know. All right, yeah, I guess sure. I just I, the problem I have with with VR games is not, not VRs aren't readily accessible in homes, so I feel like if you get it in front of 
if you if you were going to recruit heroes for your cause, you try to make it as accessible as possible. In fact, you can almost make it a phone app at this point, <laughs> like a, a, a what do you call it? A third party app for your phone. Where you're like pew 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 pew, and you take up all your time on this phone app, and then you become the super you know the super duper genius part, and then you know poof, whisk away to be part of the the you know the armada. <laughs> you know? All right. Well. Well, speaking of movies and actors and possibly other things, um, Lou Ferrigno says he can't take Mark Ruffalo's Hulk seriously. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Lou Ferrigno, who's portrayed uh, the Hulk uh, in the 1978 TV series, uh, doesn't take he doesn't take Marvel Cinematic Universe star Mark Ruffalo seriously in his portrayal of Bruce Banner and the Hulk. He's like, this is a quote, Mark is a wonderful actor, but we've had three different actors. We've had Eric Bana, Edward Norton, and Mark Ruffalo. I like Bill Bixby the best. <laughs> I like Edward Norton, but Ruffalo, I think he's a wonderful actor. He blends in with the Marvel aspect of the Avengers, but I can't take him seriously enough. He said at a Montreal convention. Bill... He's going to say it in Canada. Can't say it here. Bill has that intensity... And you knew that when he was in danger, you could feel that intensity. But because of Marvel and Disney, they've, ta- they've taken a different direction. You can't take it as seriously as the original series. <laughs> that intensity is why people just loved it, loved it so much, Ferrigno added, of the CBS aired episodes that ran for 80 episodes across five seasons. Um, I've got so many fans come up to me and they tell me when they were young, they, would, they were fighting to watch it. They'd see it, they'd get behind the couch... But when they see me as the Hulk, they want to see the Hulk because of that attraction, because of that, because it's a buildup, the adrenaline. That's what makes the show. Uh, Ruffalo inherited the role from Norton, uh, from Norton, starring uncredited screenwriter in Marvel's The Incredible Hulk. Um, notoriously famous clash at Marvel Studios, and Ruffalo was picked up as a replacement in 2012. So basically, just goes. So uh, uh, he's like, okay. Bef- borrowed from the Marvel comic lore, where molding the two personalities known as Professor Hulk, Ferrigno's Hulk would have un- undergone a similar process in a scrapped TV movie sequel, Revenge of the Incredible Hulk. Um, apparently, according to Lou, before Bill died, we did a we did the death of the Hulk. We were planning to in the next movie of the week. They find David Banner, they bring him back to life, but this time as the Hulk. I have David Banner's brain. Interesting, he said. Uh, David inside me, uh, inside of me functioning, I had David Banner as the Hulk, but unfortunately Bill got sick and he passed on. It's a good question because you would have had the whole different side of the Hulk and also Bill Bixby because they were going to, were going to go in another direction. So basically I feel like he's like, yeah, you know, we were going to do that first, but <laughs> there's no proof now because they were scrapped and Bill can't agree with me because he passed on. But yeah, that's what we were going to do. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm gonna let that hang in the air because you're just like, really? See, I'm, I'm not worried about. First off, I'm not worried about pissing off Lou Frigno because you can't hear this. <laughs> hey, you gotta give me props. I did not do that whole all those quotes at all. Going, oh, don't do me, and then go do the. I you gotta you gotta give me props. I was I was. Being I was saying, man, you you have like wow, like he's probably playing it straight. I was um, like I'm playing. I was I was being straight about it. I'm the big feeling. <laughs> I just can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. Don't think I'm a bit too. Um, I, I, it's, it's, wow. 
It's one of those type of things. It's like you're you... throwing shade, dude. <laughs> Is that because you know, okay for the first movie they got you to do the Hulk's voice? The first movie. Yeah. I don't know if you came back for the second movie. And clearly in the Avengers game, because you know he, he didn't talk much, and you had him in Thor, and Thor it was Mark Ruffalo doing the voice. I think. Yeah. So it's like uh, you just kind of naturally got weeded out. I think you got. I think you just butt hurt, Lou. I'll say it. <laughs> I say it. I say, I'll say it. I, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a sad because it's like you know, like I, I appreciate Lou for now because he he was the Hulk. He was the Hulk. And it was all Hulk. Like 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 Adam West was all Batman. Uh-huh. You know, Frank was all Hulk. There was no CGI for him at all. And you have to appreciate that. But the thing is, is that like it, your time's over. Like you know, I mean, I, I feel bad for you. You know that you can't really get too many good gigs anymore, and and that you're in Scorpion King five. <laughs> yeah, four, <laughs> four, four. He'll be in five. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did. They did five. He's not in it. Oh, he's not in that one. <laughs> wow, it wasn't even good enough for a second um, bad sequel. And, and uh, the reality of it is, is that like. I mean, I feel because I do. I feel bad for him because it's like, like he gets cameos here and there, you know, and then like direct to video like movies and stuff. For, for every Schwarzenegger, there's a Ferrigno. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were both. You neck know, and he, neck. Had, he had his run in King of Queens. You know, his, his right. neighbor. You know, right. And, but even and, as a neighbor, he played himself. Yes. You know? <laughs> so you know, it's just it's 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 a shame. Like who he is. I mean, like he should be like the. Like the like Game of Thrones, like the kind of like the warrior that doesn't say anything, just like attacks and kills <laughs> the mountain, right? Like that kind of thing. Like you just you just go, all right, that's that's his job. Like you know, like like because you know, lose lose acting is not like. Well, it was, it was never great that, from the start. I mean, right. he was perfect with the Hulk because so all he had to do was go, yeah. flex his muscle and walk through a wall. Like so, so, <laughs> so you, you go, okay, thanks, thanks, there, Lou. Uh, appreciate the comments there. You know the. Of course, the billions of dollars say otherwise. So let's put it that way. There's a mouse in an office going, wait, that fucking prick says something bad about our fucking Hulk? <laughs> that guy? Yeah, see if we ever call him again. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's see if we ever give him a letter again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I made that joke. It's like, come at me. I'll come after him. <laughs> you do, I do this now. <laughs> All right, so on the more better news. All right. Uh, Taika Waititi is back for Thor 4. He's the guy who directed. Yes. You know, but unfortunately, Akira is now on hold because he was supposed to do the live-action Akira movie. Uh, uh, Thor will be back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Taika Waititi will now will once again be steering the ship. A uh, high reporter said that the Thor Ragnarok director has signed on to direct a fourth Thor movie. He will also write it, according to EW. Uh, this happened sometime. Uh, this happened after some issue rose with what was expected to be his next film, Akira, which is now going to be delayed. Um, representatives for for Watiti had no comment. Um, but, um, in all fairness, I'm going to go to the, my next article right away because it is tied together. Because as I said, San Diego Comic Con was this week, um, and apparently Natalie Portman is coming back for the fourth third fourth. Thor movie. Yes. It is going to be called Love and Thunder. Yes. And the reason why she's coming back is she's going to be playing the female Thor in Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Portman's the only one of the ones who had a bit of falling out with who is the is one of the only ones who've had a bit of falling out with the movie Marvel Studios. She played Jane Foster, the love interest of Thor in the first two Thor movies but the second appearance was thought to be her last after Marvel split ways with Patty Jenkins over creative differences. 
Uh, Portman hasn't uh, exactly been excited about the idea of returning to the MCU in recent years, but was open to the idea, which is why many were surprised when she appeared at the Avengers Endgame premiere. But once people saw the movie, they realized that it was because she had a small role in the, in the film. Uh, while her physical appearance was unused, Thor the Dark World footage, um, she did record an additional few lines for the Russo brothers. Uh, however, she is now set to make her true return to the MCU in her biggest capacity yet. Marvel confirmed at San Diego Comic-Con that Portman will appear in the fourth movie titled Thor Love and Thunder. And that Jane Foster will be female Thor in the movie. Portman will star opposite Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, who are returning as Thor and Valkyrie, respectively. The uh, return of Portman as Jane in her female Thor form is a huge change from where the audiences saw her last in the present day. Uh, she was a successful astrophysicist after Thor The Dark World, but her becoming female Thor points more to more difficult times if Jane, Jane Thor, uh, Thor Love and Thunder, blah, 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 follows the comics. Um, in the source material, Jane gets cancer following the death of her family. She receives assistance from Asgard, and one day shows that she's worthy to will Molnir. Her power, uh, the power of the hammer and transforms and transformation to Thor was revealed to perpetuate the cancer each time she transformed. Uh, it's unclear how much of the comic roots it'll pull, uh, but it's sure to put his own twist on the Jane story either way. The big question of Jane, Jane becoming Thor does bring with Molnir himself. The magical hammer was destroyed by Helena and Thor and Ragnarok, uh, and the one Thor stole in 2013 was returned by Captain America at the end of Avengers Endgame. So either Molnir, spoiler, will be Coming back as Jane will undergo this transformation through some other way. In any case, MCU is going to take is en route to bring Jane. Uh, so how do you feel? I, I'm I'm excited. This is this is this was one of the biggest surprises, not the biggest surprises, but one of the biggest surprises uh, uh, to come out of the San Diego Comic Con this year. And I was kind of like, well, it's kind of cool. Like you know, like I like it when they you know like even there's a falling out, like they could still work it out where they can come back together. Sure. You know, like. And, and bring her back because like having somebody else's Jane Foster you go right. that's you know why Ed because I paid her <laughs> and that's it like, <laughs> how many zeros did it take like I don't like you Disney we're having a falling out because of this well we kind of want you to play female Thor so you'd be the lead in the movie this time or at least one of three leads completely in the movie you get to be kind of cool superhero and here's a couple extra zeros in this paycheck. Right. <laughs> that's that's like, like, how many zeros did it take for her to go, hey, Disney? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I totally love you guys now. Right. Yeah. You know, that's 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 the thing, because I, I, I... I mean, let's face I, it. It's not for the art. <laughs> <laughs> I did it because I love the character so much, and I was hoping back when, because, you know, Natalie Portman, you know me, I'm not only a big Star Wars fan, but I'm also a big Thor fan. <laughs> and therefore, I was totally into playing Jane Foster because I knew that she eventually became the female Thor and I'm hoping they were I was hoping they would come that way I'm just thankful I stuck to, I just stuck to my guns <laughs> like that story is not happening <laughs> that those words are not coming out of Natalie Portman's mouth Natalie Portman went, oh it did no it probably it went, did it, went, but it was just like after everybody went no <laughs> she probably right before she said that it became the sentence of how much am I getting paid to say this okay <laughs> <laughs> And then you know, it's because, it, like she, she's she's gotten weird in the last has she six seven years has she really yes you sure yeah how what makes you think well she she the, like a lot of a lot of things I've seen like you know, are you that, sure you're not you're not confusing her with uh, the mom from Stranger Things 
<laughs> no. Okay. No, I'm I'm pretty spot on with what I'm what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Because she's made statements, some statements about Star Wars, like you know about like playing like her. You okay. Know, you know, and there, and, you know, it's just little things, you know, because I think she's getting tired of the fandom. Of so people. you think so she thinks she's going impo- to implode her? Like I thought she did. I, I in a way I thought she did when I when I heard this. I was like, well, great, like she's back, like you know, like kind right. of thing. You know, it probably took a couple extra zeros to talk her into it because Disney's <laughs> going, fuck, we need her again. You know, I mean, Phase Four, gamey fucking Faggy. Now, now it's, I'm saying now that like Disney's going to turn on Faggy. I'm, t- I'm telling you, this Phase Four is going to be the implosion <laughs> okay. right. of this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I I don't think so. I think they're fine. I think if they really wanted to really insult Natalie Portman, they would have made Frog the Frog Thor for the next movie. Yeah, or Beta you know? Ray Bill, or Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, could have. Yeah. You know, I think things are fine in the Disney camp. Ed, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Natalie Portman's going. You know, yeah, I was just mad at them for a little bit. Like, again, to TIFFs. Actors getting the TIFFs. Because, like, at the time, if you think about it, she was a bigger name than Chris Hemsworth. And when the first Thor movie came out. Yeah, because she was... She was fucking Allie Borman. She already had a legacy of movies behind her anyway. You know, all the way from Leon the Professional, including the Star Wars and all that other stuff that she did. Mars Um, Attacks. Right. So you figure, you know, she's already got a lineage of movies. So going in... She was the big name. Like, you were going, oh, my God, Natalie Portman's in this movie. And that cute guy, Chris Hemsworth, who played Kirk's father in Star Trek. That's all he had to his name at the time. So you're like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, woo! Hey, Natalie, how you doing? You know? <laughs> oh, what do you call it? Uh, then, what's her name? Um, shit. Cat Dennings. Yeah. She's in it too. You know, you get her for the first two. And the second one, she kind of just kind of like, hey, look at me. I'm Cat Dennings. Remember how cute I am? Woohoo. And she, you blink and she's gone. Yeah. Like, so you're like, all right, well, you know, you don't have to worry about her now. Like, you, know, you got Natalie Portman who she's like, uh, well, I was in Black Swan. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me that fucking hammer or else I'm going to take this fake lightsaber and shove it straight up your butt. <laughs> I know I didn't wield one of those, but give it time and the way the world is today, you sure as shit know I would be. I'm Ray. <laughs> I'm Ray now. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Disney's now going to go into this whole, um, well, we have a female Thor in the comic book, so let's now, there's heat on like the world today of going, well, why is why is the world got to be run by old white men? Why can't women do this? And why can't people of color do that? And Disney's going, quick, don't we have somebody we can throw in here? <laughs> yeah, we got Jane Foster, female Thor. How much we got to pay her? Doesn't matter. Just pay her. <laughs> you know, we'll get her in there. Yeah, <laughs> I think I mean like I, I I'm excited now. I'm more excited now to see it because she's in it. Sure, being you know Jane Foster and and, and I mean Grant. They fucked up the timeline now with the whole like they destroyed it with Ragnarok and they didn't rebuild it yet and the ship was the you know Thanos pretty much killed everybody on that ship so right. it's like well now they're like, on, now they're on Earth so like <laughs> so like oh that's right the, the remaining there's, there's new new Asgard yeah that's right in Endgame that's right so I mean you know like you know of course the the hammer's gone so you you kind of go is it yes is it. Because yes, yes, it is. Right. It is. Uh, I mean, you saw Helen the Kraken, but if if what if this takes place right? You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe Steve handed to her for some reason. You get a cameo of Captain America and going. I don't know where he got this. So can you put this back for me? And first it's like, yeah, let me just grab it. 
I can't lift this. What the hell? And then she finds out that she actually is worthy, and then she goes on about her day. <laughs> well, maybe not. I no. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm funny it right now. It's now. It's like, like I don't know what they're going to do with it, but they're going to do something, and it's going to sure. be spectacular. So of course they are. Um, all right. So also speaking of casting news, um, did you see that they're rebooting Blade? No, I did not see that. That's a surprise to me. This was came out of San Diego Comic Con. Uh, Luke Cage star Marcella Ali is the new Blade. Um, I will give you um, the face um, here. Uh, it's, it's not really a good picture because that guy right there. Okay. Okay. He was um, he was in the first season of Luke Cage, um, but. It came out of nowhere. Apparently, this this you know panel that they did because at the panel they had you know um, Angelina Jolie was there to talk about the Eternals and all that stuff. So as Marvel Studios Hall H panel was slowly wrapping up, Kevin Feige brought out one last surprise: Marshala Ali as the new Blade in an upcoming solo film. Uh, no word yet on how it fits in the increasingly epic MCU, but it does. You know, it's it's Blade. Um, Blade is the Oscar winner's third Marvel role with the first one being Cottonmouth in uh, Luke Cage series and Prowler in Spider-Man in, in the Spider-Verse. He was the voice of the Prowler. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? New Blade. Too soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 20 years. Too soon. Right now, Wesley Slap's like, fuck! <laughs> I was trying so hard. Yeah, but if, if you didn't <laughs> torpedo the third film by being in it, like... Yeah, I think I think Wesley Snipes was like, you know, no matter what, like I'm still in it. Like I'm Blade. He, yeah, he thought that there's no one going to be. I'm going to. I'm Blade. No one's going to be able to replace me. Um, I, you know, yeah, sure. The third, I I may have gone to jail for tax evasion. I pretty much acted like a little bitch on the set of Blade Three, which is the reason why Ryan Reynolds got all the good lines and became a superstar from that. Uh, whatever, I'm Blade. No one can replace me. Wait, they got who? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's an Oscar, not. Fuck. I mean, I'm 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 a bit nervous about this one. I mean, really? Yeah, because you go you go look what they did to Hellboy. You know, like you know, it's like well, Hellboy's not a Marvel movie. No, it's not. And I, but I'm I'm talking like when they reboot superhero movies, and it's still like like to me, Blade's still like kind of fresh in my mind. Like you know, like, <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's been over twenty years. I know, but <laughs> it's it's like it was yesterday. Yeah. You know. But I mean, I see it every once in a while on TV pops up somewhere and I watch it and I'm like, ah, you know, it still holds up. I mean, it's still a pretty good movie for, for its time and you know, for what it is now. Sure. So you go, yeah, it's going to be hard to see like other somebody else other than Wesley Snipes in this role. So he's like, his guy's got a, a big shoes to fill. I, I think, sure. In a way. So hopefully he does really well. But, you know, I, I don't know. I'm a little nervous about this one. I say, like I said, there's 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 some I see some cracks here in phase four and I'm oh. kind of nervous about it. Okay, well, here maybe this will uh, help with you with your with your cracks, Ed. Apparently, MCU Fantastic Four movie confirmed at San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> There's the other crack. <laughs> <laughs> the Fantastic Four are officially joined the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Although the Walt Disney Company only recently completed their acquisition of 21st Century Fox and reacquired the film rights to the X Men and the Fantastic Four, Marvel is already set to reveal to fans that they are bringing the Fantastic Four to the big screen at some point in the near future. However, they're not revealing exactly when that will happen just yet. Uh, over the past several years, it's basically, hey, look, this is we got the fate of the Fantastic Four up until now. So, 
At the end of Marvel's all-age panel at San Diego Comic-Con, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige confirmed that a Fantastic Four movie is on the way, though he, ref- he refrained from sharing any more details beyond that it's in development. Since studio, since the studio is only, is only ready to share movies and TV shows up to the end of 2021, it's possible, repeat, possible, that the Fantastic Four could be released in 2022 or 2023. Huh, huh. All right. <laughs> uh, of course, confirming that the Fantastic Four movie is on the way is only the first step from here. So every now, now let the speculation begin on who's going to be cast as who. Um, this was a tough one. I, I say, uh, like you know, because I'm like I'm I'm, I'm I, I, I get excited every time, and it's been a failure every time. <laughs> so I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm not getting excited anymore for this. I really am because it's like three times in a row. <laughs> At this point, third time better you fucking charm. <laughs> Technically, it is the third time. It's the it's fourth, fourth time. time. Oh, see there you go. With four is the magic number, Ed. Fantastic <laughs> Four is fourth time in the movie theater. Oh God! Yeah, I, I, I just don't know. I, sorry, Ed. I don't know. I I I don't I don't have any, I have no response yet. I need to see a trailer first. I really right. do. I don't want to see pictures. Please don't send me pictures. Of, okay. You know. I mean, like I mean, I'll look. I'm obviously I'll see something pop up when I finally do, and I'll be like, oh, well, <laughs> so you're gonna miss. <laughs> Well, here's also, um, since since we're in the shocking things, apparently, you know, they have that movie Terminator, Dark Fate, right? Yeah. Um, guess who's coming back? Eddie Furlong. Really? Yep. Um, recall it. It says here, Tim Miller, sorry, my game. Blah, 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 blah. The panel, which Sci-Fi Wire attended, kicked off with a special video message from Cameron, who couldn't make it to San Diego because he's busy on the set of the Avatar sequels. He sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> what started as a pretty standard hype generation for the movie, uh, it, it was... <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> in which Cameron promised they made the best Terminator movie for 2019. Okay, the, for, for that year, for this year. Uh, quickly turned the real news when Cameron revealed that Edward Furlong has returned to the franchise as a now-grown John Connor. Uh, yes, the direct connections to Terminator 2 are apparently deeper than the return of Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor and the goal of ignoring previous sequels. Dark Fate will also restore Furlong's version of John Connor, who first appeared as a rebellious kid protected by Arnold at T-800 and T-2 in the franchise. After Cameron's video introduction, moderator... Gray Drake brought out Dark Fate's director, Tim Miller, who noted he's been visiting Comic-Con for 25 years, but it took the success of Deadpool to get him into Hall H. <laughs> In his introduction, Cameron emphasized that Linda Hamilton's Sarah Connor was essential to telling this story, saying that there is no Sarah but Linda. <laughs> it's kind of slapped in the face. Uh, Miller continued that thread by noting that Dark Fate is all about finishing the story of Hamilton's version of Sarah Connor. Because Dark Fate is a direct sequel to Terminator 2, that means the new film will direct will deal directly with Sarah's future altering decisions at the end of that film and how those choices have echoed down the, in, the intervening years. To, emphasize, to further emphasize the direct ties to T2, Miller also told Hall H. Crowd that his new film will indeed be rated R. Uh, the DNA of Terminator is a rate, an R-rated fucking movie, he said. You can get the sense of that not safe for work edge in the newly b- released behind the scene footage below. Hey, feature at yay. Uh, then it was time for Lynn Hamilton to take the stage. 
Um, she's like, I felt like there was so much more we now could explore in Rocket as a woman of, the, of a certain age. And Mr. Rocket, as Sarah Connor Hamilton, put herself through the ringer to get to the cyborg fighting shape, training hard for a good year for preparing your character, blah, 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 blah. I lifted weights, ran a lot. Um, definitely stronger and younger, but I'm meaner. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so there you have it, Ed. Ouch. <laughs> there's, you know, there's there's a time to to kind of pull the plug on franchises. You go, yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's time. Maybe you should reboot Terminator <laughs> at this point because the character's getting old. Like it's like. Like, you know, Schwarzenegger is looking. Uh, I'm a back. <laughs> I, my knee. Oh, get to the wheelchair. Wheel me out of here. Oh. Oh. Oh, come with me if you want to get. Geriatric. Come to me if you want to get cheap dinner at Denny's. Ah. <laughs> I come to me with the early bird special. <laughs> oh man! Oh, it's, it's, it's time for my nap. <laughs> um. Okay, great. He's in it. You know. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you got, got Linda Hamilton. I haven't seen her in years. Who else you got? We brought back short singer, obviously. Who else you got? Edward Furlong. Really? He's still alive. <laughs> Out of all the actors that could have taken their lives, you thought he was number one on the list. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, there was a time when you thought he was half dead. <laughs> like, shit, even the, even the little kid from Star Wars put himself in the rehab. <laughs> Holy crap, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> what? Am I wrong? No. <laughs> there you go. But it's just like it's a it's that shocking like moment. It's like the, the people take the hot figures all the time. I I like, honestly, holy crap! He like, went through some dark times, and I thought uh, after after the Crow Four with David Boreanaz, and and he was the Crow. I was I expected Boreanaz to be the Crow. Edward Furlong was the. I was like, all right, it wasn't that bad of a movie? But I can't believe I I legitimately was surprised that he was still alive because of how many young actors have a big explosion of fame, and then just fade into nothing, nothingness. Like, look at Haley Joel Osment. After Sixth Sense, he had a couple little run, and then he disappeared, put on some weight, went through some drinking binges. I'm fuck you, I'm the kid from Sixth Sense. You know what I see? I don't see dead people, I see assholes. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, you know, and now he's back in a big bad way in, in Kevin Smith movies, in uh, videos, in, yeah. in t- video games. So, like, you know what? He's making a comeback. Edward Furlong, I just feel like that he's like at a home somewhere and he's drinking whatever he's drinking and someone goes, hey, I heard they're doing a new Terminator movie. You, you being a part of that? I don't know. Am I being a part of that? <laughs> Let me go make a phone call. <laughs> hey, Phil. Yeah, I know. I, look, you've been my... I never fired you. You're my fucking agent. Give me a, get, how come I'm not involved in this Terminator movie? I'm fucking john connor uh, no one gives a shit about anybody else but me is linda in it yeah arnold's in it sure i gotta be in it D- call my agent you're my agent call somebody click <laughs> you know and someone's like yeah I'm, I'm i'm representing edward furlong and they're like who <laughs> you know the kid from terminator 2 he's alive 
<laughs> yeah, he's get that son of a bitch in here for an interview. Really, I didn't know that <laughs> shit. Look, if I known that, fuck, now I gotta redo the script. Like I thought he was dead. <laughs> shit, now I gotta, I gotta take that 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 other kid that I put in here. I gotta take him out and put John Connor in. Fucking completely different movie now. Now that uh, he's walking and talking. <laughs> He's, a, he's above are you sure he's above ground have you called him today cause I'm just saying it's been like three hours does he have all his legs you know like okay can we, can we they're, they're crazy tattoos right yeah he didn't get a face tattoo cause I well I mean even if you got a face tattoo I guess we could cover it up but he didn't kill anybody yet did he like okay <laughs> alright well, well look we got we got maybe like a year's worth of prep time so can we get him to rehab <laughs> and can we shave like 50 pounds off him cause <laughs> He blew up nicely. Just saying. <laughs> he ain't going to fit on the back of that Harley anymore. <laughs> like, we need a whole new sidecar for him. Just let's, like, can we just... Someone, someone dust him off. Make sure, <laughs> make, make, sure off. make sure he's still around and still capable. <laughs> right now, Edward Furlong probably is, is listening to this podcast and going, what the fuck? Because <laughs> Edward Furlong would listen to our... <laughs> He he would be the one actor that listens to our our, our podcast. Gone, fuck. Yeah. Hey, falling that low? Yeah, yeah. If you're listening to us, then you have. <laughs> Just saying. Other <laughs> oh, actors and actresses are now going. Fuck, we can't listen to these people anymore. <laughs> And look, if, if no, I'm just saying, if you think you're bigger than Edward Furlong, you contact us. I'll call you. Like, you know, shit, we had Tyler Maine on the show once. <laughs> He's definitely bigger in size alone than Edward Furlong. <laughs> if you're like, they did? Yeah, go way, way back. <laughs> it's a long time ago. That's yes, where we're still we trying to find our identity. <laughs> Instead of two just schlubs in a basement going, fuck, Eddie Furlong is still alive? <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, God, it's nice to see him back. Yeah. <laughs> we should have to put the best for him. God bless. It's just fly straight, Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Uh, keep those bottles away from him. All right, so also revealed at the Comic-Con, <laughs> yes. Battle of the Planets movie. Revealed by the Russo brothers wow. at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, the Russo brothers revealed that they're producing an adaptation of the 1970s sci-fi series Battle of the Planets. Uh, the Russo brothers have acquired the rights to produce a film adaptation of the movie, of the show. Uh, news is still pouring in from San Diego Comic-Con's 2019 panel where the two tease this project, but it seems that the Russo brothers are currently positioning themselves to be the producers of this adaptation. However, as Den of Geek can confirm after attending the panel, there are, they've also not ruled out the possibility of directing the adaptation themselves. Anthony Russo is like, we'll see on one possibility of the pair. Uh, Joe Russo added that if we were to do it, it would be live action. If we were to direct it, uh, we would direct it as a live action film. Uh, the project in its very early stages is in development, but it really does sound like the brothers would prefer to direct it. Uh, it's not clear what potential hurdles may be preventing them from doing so outside the simple time constraints for other outside or other outside factors. If Battle of the Planet strikes you as an odd choice, the duos just recently brought us Endgame, uh, which is now the highest grossing movie of all time. 
Just know that they're not alone. However, it sounds like the series was a favorite of Joe Russo, and one of the advantages to a success to the success of the Russo brothers movie is that they can pretty much work on whatever they want. <laughs> hey, excuse me, what you guys want to do? What Battle of the Planets? Why the fuck you guys want that? Two words. End game. <laughs> That's actually one word, not the way I say it. <laughs> End game. <laughs> Oh, when you say it that way, I guess you got a point. <laughs> Who's got the top, highest grossing movie of all time? Us. What do we want to do? Yeah, Battle of the Planets. Yeah, you know those guys dress up like birds out in space? We're in. That's what we're doing next. Really? Why? End game. <laughs> That's all I got to do. He's going to have his, he's gonna have end game written on one of their dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tattooed it's on gonna her ass. It's going to be tattooed. <laughs> One's going to have Andy, the other's going to have game. game. Why? Zip, thud. End game. That's why, bitches. Now we're going to make whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> that's, how, that's how the Russo brothers are going to do business now. <laughs> who's, who's got end? Who's got game? You're just going to fucking find out. If you don't want to know, give us our money. That's what I'm saying. If not, one of us pulling out. Pay Pay them quick. We don't want to see that. Hashtag me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In other crazy news, Ed, Brandon Ruth's going to be Superman again. Yeah. Did you see that? Yes. Okay. Then I'll have to talk about it. (laughs) Brandon Ruth stars Superman. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to to the Rooster Brothers. Do we... Doing Battle of the Flats. I mean, you just you just I'm over that. Uh, okay, Ed, how do you feel about the Russo brothers doing uh, plant Battle of the Planets? That is the most insane thing I've heard in a long time. That's like going like, yeah, we did Endgame, we could do whatever the fuck we want, and going, yeah, we're gonna do the Battle of Planets. But we're like, what? Hey, who? Look, look oh, I, I'm here. <laughs> let me let me look this up on Google. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do this. Russo brothers, I want you to pay close attention. Um, remember the Matrix, and remember the Wachowskis. Yeah. They were sitting on top of the world they had all the world at their feet the matrix while the first one was great and the other two weren't they still were viable like they're like holy shit the wachowskis are interested they get to do they get to write their own ticket to do anything they wanted first thing they did after the matrix movies speed racer (laughs) okay that's That's what i'm getting at so i'm just saying as 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 if, if if history don't let history repeat itself right i think that you know I, I I liked Battle of Little Planets. It was one of my favorite movies, grow, you know, sh- TV shows. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. The only thing I didn't like was it took me a while to realize that the bad guy was actually a female. It was like someone's sister. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what? I was blown out. Of, I was like, Psh. yeah. And I was a kid. I was yeah. like, what? What? Yeah, Next thing you know, tell me Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, Spoiler. Was, uh, what? I was like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. So, I mean, I'm in. I'm just saying Russo's just... Oh, no, I'm in. I'm definitely in. But it's just like like, like everybody like probably went like, wow, the what? Like, like get what, what? That's your next project? Fuck you, Endgame. Yeah, wait, Mate, the Wachowskis probably said the same thing I went in The Matrix. And yeah. everyone's like, okay, fuck. Warner Brothers like, just give money, give money, give yeah. money. And they came back with... Now, I like Speed Racer. It's a goofy movie. I don't take it seriously. It's beautifully... Painted and all that stuff. It's great color. And well, that's the thing. I, I revisited Speed Racer not too long ago because uh-huh. it was on something and I was watching it. I, I actually watched it several times because it was on the uh, Pluto, which is they, it's constantly running TV uh, right. stations. You think they'd have Pluto Nash just as a joke? 
I'm sure they did <laughs> at one point. Um, anyway, uh, and the I don't know what that is. We got some interference with some sort. Where's your phone? It's over here. Oh, okay. Mine's right over here. So anyway, all right. Um, so you're talking about oh, Bruiser right. Brothers, right? So yeah. So when they when they when they did Speed Race, you know, watching it again and again, and I'm like it really was like because like is anybody really going back and watch the cartoon right. of Speed Racer? Like yeah, it was a live action cartoon, you know. And then and then watching some history, uh, uh, like about anime history, is the fact is is like what like you see here in the U- U.S. versus what it is in Japan right. is completely different. Because like some of the some of the arts redrawn because of some of the outfits are too revealing, right. you know, and right. then some of the violence and then some of the the lines they can't say because like some like uh, I think it's the Sailor Moon they're like brother or sisters or something apparently they're like lesbian uh, lovers, okay. and, you know, in Japan, uh, and, right? You know, so stuff like that like it really, you know, type of thing. So so when you watch it, you go, you know what? Like when the Wachowskis did it, you go. I see it now. Now, like, <laughs> like, like, now I see it. Like you know, at first I'm like, "What the hell's this crap?" <laughs> you know? But then you you revisit it, you go, "All right, Wachowski, I see what you did there. That's I, good. You were ahead of your time. Yeah, ahead right? of your time. You know, we should have made this a decade later." But like you, you go Battle of Plats, you go. I love Battle of Plats. Love I thought it. that was a great. Was, if I could find the series on Blu-ray, the series that I watched as a kid on Blu-ray, I'd totally buy it. Yeah, and then, but you you go. Oh, look at my fire six. See what's there. Oh, <laughs> oh. fractured occasional law. After uh, I leave here, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But uh, I I I just I mean that 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 series because it's so forgotten now at yeah. this point. You know, like only the few fans that like enjoy it. And in fact, I think wasn't it called G Force. Well, no, here it was. Okay, you're here. That's what no, I'm no, saying. it was called. It's called Gotcha Man. Oh, okay, and uh, in uh, 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 in in Japan, and then it was Power of the Planets first debuted in the seventies when uh-huh. we watched it. Uh-huh. That it was G Force because it was redone again, okay. and redubbed and re re redone. Yeah, that's designed. The, yeah. Oof. There's so many different versions of the same shit, right? And I was like, I always get lost. I'm like. I remember this. I remember. I remember them all dressed like birds of some sort, like an eagle, owl. The chubby woman was the owl, and then I remember the bad guy was a vulture. I think like the giraffe. The looked like a vulture, like a bird of prey. Right. And then I remember going, "Wow, this is really bad." And I remember being like, "I always didn't know what if that because the bad guy always wore the mask." Yeah. That I wasn't sure if it was a male or female. Because the red lipstick, the red lipstick away. didn't. didn't well, it did, but I wasn't sure because the voice didn't never sounded. Because it was such a <clears throat> neutral voice, you yeah, it tell was. Which, you which, couldn't tell which gender. And you're going, well, okay. I mean, as a young lad, I'm eerily attracted to that mouth, but I don't know why. <laughs> and then next thing you know, there's an episode where the helmet comes off, and, and it's a it's a auburn hair, I think. It's yeah. a woman, and I'm like. Oh, oh, <laughs> like, oh, okay. Sean's sexuality was confirmed that yeah. day. I was like, all right, there you go, there you have it. I was like, all right, I wasn't, I wasn't crazy. <laughs> it was a kid. I was like, all right, I'm very secure now. I'm in, you know. And I was like more shocked. I was like, she was like a family member. I think like the sister of, like their older sister. Yeah. Because they were a family, and I was like, wait, what? Huh? I'm just completely like my. I was like, I think I, I was at my grandmother's place. It's the only time I actually watched the show was at my grandparents. I remember kind of like spending the rest of the day going, "What's her sister? How's that? 
<laughs> why? And then the show's never in order, so I never really found out why. Yeah. Like, it was just never, it was one of those mysteries as a child that I just kind of le- had to let go. <laughs> like, you know, I was just going, well, why is she the bad guy? What happened? And never got the answer to it because it was just like. You never got the episode that explained it. Yeah, uh, it never was like previously on G-Force. Oh, it was this, this, and this, and this, and this was letter to be a bad guy. And I'm like, oh, I never got that. Maybe now, maybe I'll have to look it up. I have to see if I can find it in order now and just flash it all in order, <laughs> like the, that '70s version because they've, they've done it a couple times now. Yes. So I want to make sure that's the most up to date version, not the up, most up to date. I want, I want the I original, the, original the, American version. <clears throat> of it. I need the '70s throwback. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you got anything else there at the, at the net article? Since no, you to be, no. Right, was, you, you, you were like, hold on, pump the brakes, Sean. We got to talk about this. I mean, it was fascinating because it's like when you said Battle of Plants, I'm like, oh, I'm in. And then you're like, wait a minute. That's not a good idea. But anyway, go ahead. Okay, well, back to the Brandon Ruth. Apparently, they're doing the um, DC's Legend of Tomorrow. Um, They're doing the Crisis on Infinite Earths. So apparently, Ruth will be Superman again. Yes. Uh, It'll be his first time in Superman costume since Brian Singer's 2006 movie. Um, And he returns, but he's not going to be in his original costume. He's going to be in the Kingdom Come costume. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to it, the the he um he actually showed a photo. He was actually there and he opened it up as like you know I was Superman and it's the Kingdom Come logo of the the, the black and red yeah. S. Yes. And I'm like, oh snap! Um, so let's see. Uh, it's not the first time Ruth's time as Superman has been referenced in the Arrowverse during the Invasion crossover, in which the heroes of Arrowverse Earth One meet Supergirl for the first time. Ruth's Ray Palmer joke that the girl of steel looked a little a little like his cousin. <laughs> that joke. <laughs> it's also supposed to be when what's his face bites it. Um, what do you call it? Steve Amell. He's uh he's done as Arrow. Yes, because they're, they're canceling they're canceling the show. They're doing, they're doing like a half season. Yeah. this September you know to the end and then nothing. Think, yeah, gone. Poof. All right, I got some. Uh, got some. Some. You're a fan of the Orville, right? Yeah. Well, let's let's again. You, again, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, feel like yeah, I, 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 did, I didn't realize you needed to to. Yeah, I'm. I'm to, I, it's just interesting to see, you know, that like because he's he's in the Legends of Tomorrow as yeah, Ray Palmer, he's, he's the Ray Palmer. Adam. He's the Adam. And uh, you go, okay, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> And then you go like to me, like this better be the best because this is all they're talking about. This has been like over a year. Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, well, has been the biggest discussion amongst the Hourverse people, like ever. And you're like, this better be the greatest thing ever. Well, I think they want to make sure because it's you're looking at the end of Arrow, the beginning of Batgirl. Yeah, you know, so Batwoman. Batwoman, sorry, I, I apologize. Batwoman. <laughs> Batgirl's a completely different character. Yeah. Um. So you have, it's kind of a big event. Yeah. And I say kind of because I'm like I'll probably watch it when it comes in. You know. I, if I get to see it on Netflix, because <laughs> I think the CW works out there. This is the end of their deal for Netflix, so I think I'll. Never... Well, you could you could use the CW app. I could. You're right. Yeah. I could. Yeah. I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm too lazy. I get all my I get all my entertainment from Netflix or Hulu. <laughs> starting next, starting later this year, Disney, <laughs> Disney Plus. Yeah. You know. But all right. Anyway, but I mean, you know, good. I'm 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 glad. You know, I'll be kind of interested to see. Hopefully, he'll throw a punch this time. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> he won't be creepy. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a completely different Clark. I think uh, unless they're saying that that 
Superman becomes this Superman. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's it's infinite Earth, so maybe they're, they're going to say that Christopher Reeve's Superman is of this time. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Fascinating, Ed. That's going to be interesting to see. I always like, I, I always like Brandon Ruth. I always liked him as, a, as an actor. Never, he never done me wrong, Ed. I got nothing that I, you nah, know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was the movie, really, the, the, uh, the. This is the Superman movie. The best thing out of that was, what's his face is Lex Luthor. You know, I like Kevin Spacey's Kevin Spacey's Luther. I liked it a lot. You know, I mean, yeah, sure, it was a big real estate deal again, but what do you got? You know, you're, you're Lex Luthor. You know, what the hell? What's he got? <laughs> that in a suit. <laughs> I, I, I thought his I thought his Lex was was the perfect Lex at the time. Okay, you know, I, I can see that. You know, as far as Brandon, Brandon just he played it as the way Christopher Reeve would have played it. Just it better than Ducky doing it. So yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, well, I didn't see Ducky's Luther yet, so I haven't. I don't either. So I, 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 you know what? It's probably on. It's probably on Netflix now. I'd probably have to look. <laughs> Just gotta get a couple of Lex Luther, Ducky Lex Luthers in. <laughs> You're like, Why do I call him Ducky? Look it up. <laughs> Supergirl. It's pretty Lex in pink. Luther. Yeah. Or you know, or we watch Superman Four: Quest for Peace. <laughs> Oh, ah, that's right. It's cringy. That's He's right. in it too. He that's plays right. Luther Jr. or something like that. His nephew. <laughs> He's nephew. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot all about that one. Everyone forgets all I'm about that. I'm trying to blind that out. Thanks for bringing that back. You're I gotta welcome. make it a therapy. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Just when you said it's like a bad penny, always turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> the buffer sticker. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So next up, Ed, is. The Orville, yes. Um, apparently, it's going to be uh, it's going to have a third season. Yes, but it's moving to Hulu. Yeah, I heard. It's also going to be airing late twenty twenty. Yeah, um, I just saw this today, actually. Yeah, me too. And I was like, "Wow, well, no, did I?" No, July twentieth, so I saw it yesterday. Um, the Orville is getting a setting. A, is a, the Orville is setting a dramatic new course, Ed? Uh, uh. After two seasons on Fox, Seth MacFarlane's sci-fi epic will move to Hulu in season three, uh, and he made the announcement at San Diego Comic Con on Saturday. MacFarlane also revealed that the third season will not debut until late 2020. Here's why: uh, He says the Orville has been a labor of love for me, and there are two companies which have supported that vision in a big way: 20th Century Fox Television and the Fox Network which has been my broadcast home for over 20 years. Uh, my friends at the network understood what I was trying to do with the series, and they've done a spectacular job of marketing, launching, the, and programming it for these past two seasons. But as, as the show has evolved and become more ambitious production-wise, I, deter- I determined that I would not be able to deliver episodes until 2020, which would be challenging for the network. So we began to discuss how best to support the third season in a way that worked for the show. It's exactly the kind of willingness to accommodate a show's creative needs that made me want to stick around for so long. Uh, that same sentiment was, uh, statement, sentiment was echoed by Carolyn Cassidy, 20th Century Fox's president of creative affairs. Fox Entertainment has been a fantastic home for the Orville, and their willingness to support the show's move to Hulu is incredibly appreciated. They really are great partners to us in so many shows, and that's one more example. We're thrilled as a studio to find a creative solution which is so meaningful to Seth and keep the show on track to continue entertaining a million fans. What am I going to feel in this movie more like, hey, you want Family Guy, right? That's how I, that's, <laughs> that's how I saw it. I'm like, I'm like I, bet you, I bet you Diddy's like, now that we own him, let's bury 
McFarlane. Let's get rid of him. Like you know, out of out of the out of the. You uh, think? Not, I mean, like not not get rid of him because they know he's making money. You know. Yeah, Family Guy makes money. American hit. Um, American um, Dad makes, makes money. money. You know. You know uh, uh, all the main money. You know. Right. Like, any, anything that Seth MacFarlane did made money. So like for them, it was like you can't get rid of him. Right. But Disney's like, yeah, he don't fit in our in <laughs> our guidelines. That McFarlane guy, the way he acts, the way he talks in his shows, aren't quite the PC. It doesn't fit into the vision of Disney now. You guys have Deadpool. Don't you fucking talk about him. <laughs> He's my golden. He's he's the goose. He's my golden goose. You, you leaving the fuck alone? This McFarlane guy. He ain't got no Deadpool. Who he got? Ted talking fucking uh, bear. Who the fuck believes in a talking bear? <laughs> <laughs> oh bother! Shut the fuck up, Pooh. <laughs> not talking to you. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> that fucking Ted. Where do you think he's at? Talking bear. Next thing you know, he's gonna have a fucking ter- a tiger. Who believes in that shit? <laughs> <laughs> what else he got? Fucking alien that talks? Who believes in talking aliens? <laughs> Star Wars. Shut up! <laughs> Just saying. Someone went in. McFarlane's like, hey, you know what? You'd like that uh, family guy, right? Well, we still want to do Orville. You now own Orville. What you going to do? Fuck, we own Hulu too, don't you? Yeah, that's right, you do. <laughs> How about it? Well, we... Wow, what's that, Ed? Is that a plane going overhead? Yes. Wow. It lives real close to an airport. So it's like, what? Every once in a while, you get that low-flying plane. <laughs> Every once in a while? <laughs> it's, the other oh. day, it was like a stream of them going on the same, same landing strip that's like over our house. It's like, holy crap. Yeah, I do feel like Orville, probably someone, Seth probably walked in and was like, so you guys want to cancel the Orville third season? I want a third season. I can work out something because if you don't give me my third season, you guys don't get your season whatever of Family Guy. You know, that's how this works. <laughs> Look, I don't care. I just want to make Mass a show. Like, Mass like, I don't need you. Like, that's the thing. Like, like yeah, you were good. You were good to Fox. <laughs> <laughs> but Fox doesn't really exist anymore. It's just name only, you know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, like I, 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 I think Disney, when they purchase Fox, they have every good intention of keeping everything intact. Sure, it's like business as usual. Let's right, keep it up. And right, but eventually they go. How like people are going to start asking questions like, how are we going to incorporate in our parks? How are we going to incorporate into you know the streaming service? You know things that like we, welcome to Family Guy Land. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like McFarland Land. They're, they're, <laughs> the best like, thing we do is we bought Nantucket, <laughs> <laughs> bought Rhode Island. <laughs> and then that's like that's just terrible idea. <laughs> Come to McFarland Land. It's just Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just walking around. <laughs> How you doing? It's all these like Peter shenanigans going on. Like everywhere you will go, every look at bunch of fat and half naked guys just shuffling across the block. <laughs> so, so it is Nantucket. <laughs> Anyway, people just going, ah, I'm scared of falling. I'm a pots and pans robot. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy, it's oh, crazy. Anyway, yes. So getting back to, so I, I, you know, like, like you, 
you they, like Disney eventually is going to be like, yeah, we got to do something because it's like we can't separate these properties anymore because Fox, we can't just shelve like everything like like anything like that's not fits the Disney mold is going to go to Fox basically. I think. You know, well, like, I think you know with with them owning Hulu, I think they can do. You know, like you're going to have your Disney Plus shows, which are going to be more Mandalorian esque. You know, like you know that right. Disney. But then you're going to have the McFarlands of and the Simpsons. You know, right. well, it's going to be on Disney Plus, but Hulu's got to have something, you know? right? And I'm saying that they're going to they're going to land a lot of that stuff. But eventually, like saying like like you you, you figure like like all of a sudden like all of a sudden like Family Guy is going to disappear. Like you're going to see it on Hulu, you're going to see like every season of, of Family Guy and every season of you know uh, all the other shows is going to be there. You know, so you right. go okay, you know, and then eventually it's like, well, what about new content? Like when's that going to come out? You know, like. Eh, whenever we feel like it. Yeah. Because right? we're Disney. Right. We like to take our time with stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm I'm kind of bummed because I do like the show. Uh, but I am I have Hulu. Right. Uh, I'll probably True. have Hulu. I'll see what kind of package deal they got when Disney Plus comes out. Right. You know, maybe I'll get like, hey, it's, I know it's $70 for the year for Disney Plus. And if it comes with Hulu, hey, awesome. Right. You know, it saves me eight bucks a month or six bucks a month now because they lowered their prices. Yeah. Because Disney's like... Yeah, we already got them on the hook for like you know, <laughs> I think it was ten bucks a month, and then they lowered the prices because I think Netflix raised their prices. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely like a oh, well, fuck, you know, what we're gonna do, we're gonna lower our prices. We'll show you a thing or two, <laughs> and most people are like, we had you anyway, but all right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I say I appreciate actually Hulu more than Netflix now. Like there's a, there's a, like like new stuff like interesting things on, on Netflix. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like there's a lot of good stuff. I see sure. content come new content coming every week, and you're going, oh okay, this guy, you know, this here, this here. Yeah. But then you go, Hulu has the stuff that I'm more used to. So like you know uh, like with see, TV that's... shows and movies and stuff like that, and you're going, I can get like like some movies I can't even get on Netflix. You know right. you know, and I can get on Hulu, and you're like, well, well, Hulu just started uh, season four of Veronica Mars. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'll watch well, that. The first couple episodes were released. First then... eight. Eight? Yeah, eight uh, episodes are out. Oh, okay. I only saw two. Maybe you, do you, are you paying for your Hulu? Yes. I mean, you should be. There's, there was eight when I looked on the page. When'd you look? Two days ago. Oh. Unless they're like, hey, here's eight episodes, but this one will be released soon. Unless they, they're like, hey, here's tags, but I don't know. I have to um, look again. I yeah. saw two. Like, yeah, I, I didn't look. I didn't watch them yet. But I was, you know, cause yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen any Veronica Mars. But the twenty sixth is actually the release date for uh, full season of uh, Veronica Mars on Hulu. Oh, well, I know you can watch right now um, the first three seasons of the TV show. Yeah, um, and I think maybe at this point they probably also have the movie. The movie was good. You don't need to be a fan of the TV show to enjoy the movie. That's what I liked. I was, uh, you know. I liked the show. Mm. Um, then it kind of got like this whole like shitty cancellation moment. You know, it was like, hey, here's our plans for season four. Oh wait, no, we got canceled. Yeah. You know, and then they're like, well, here's a movie. Many years later, and the movie was a hit because it was low budget. And everyone still likes doing the show, so it's not like uh, Kristen Bell doesn't. She it's made her career, so right. she's always like, I'm always going back to that shit. She did the voiceover stuff, you know, for other things, just because it was. You know, it, she did a she did a voiceover thing for iZombie because it was it's written by the same guy who wrote Veronica Mars. Like she's you know she's a cool person like that, cool chick. Right. Um, it's just she's busy. She always got another show. What she's doing, the Good Place. She's got the Good Place, and then apparently she does a show um, with Ellen DeGeneres called Mom Splaining, 
where it's, I I don't know what it is. Um, I, you know what? I, I guess this is gonna be off track, but I fell down a rabbit hole of a new podcast. Um, Michael Rosenbaum's Inside of You. Yeah, we uh, talked about it. We did. Okay, yeah. I, I, uh, I started listening to him like more religiously about because the, the first episode had Tom Welling. And yeah. To hear Tom Welling use the phrase "motherfucker" threw me for a loop. I was like, "What? What? <laughs> Clark? <laughs> like you can't." Uh, I was like, "So I highly recommend it. if you want to hear good because I'm, I'm he's talks he, talks to Tom Welling, Kristen Bell, Karen Gillian, James Gunn, like." He kind of goes through like a whole list of people. I'm like, I like that person. I want to hear what they got to say. Right. You know? Um, but back to the news, Ed. Okay. We got a Star Trek. Quentin Tarantino Star Trek thing. Oh, I didn't hear anything about that one. Uh, All right. This was, goes back on July 18th. Um, and apparently there was a uh, BD, BMD magazine. It's a Quentin Tarantino issue. Um, the folks at Deadline have a sprawling new interview with Quentin Tarantino. One that takes a deep dive into the soon-be-released Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It also touches on the director's long gestating Star Trek movie. Uh, we spent the past year giving the project small amounts of side eye. It simply seems too good to be true. But based on the way Tarantino is talking about the film, it's really starting to sound like it might happen. Upon being asked if he truly intends to helm the product project, Tarantino says, quote, I will say one thing about Star Trek that I've been waiting for someone to bring up. I don't know if I'll do it or not. I've got to figure it out. But Mark wrote a really cool script. I like it a lot. There's some things that I need to work on, but really, I really liked it. I get annoyed at Simon Pegg. He doesn't know anything about what's going on, and he keeps making all of these comments as if he knows about stuff. One of the comments, he said, he's like, well, look, it's not going to be Pulp Fiction in space. Yes, it is, he laughs. Uh, if <laughs> I do it, it's exactly what it'll be. It'll be Pulp Fiction in space. That Pulp Fiction-y aspect, when I read the script, I felt I've never read a science fiction movie that has this shit in it ever. There's no science fiction movie that has this in it, and they say I know that that's why we want to make it. It's um, it's at the very least unique in that regard. Uh, first of all, Tarantino is not wrong about Simon Pegg's commentary on the project thus far. Looking back in the magazine's archives, they they no less found less than three posts featuring quotes from Pegg about the film uh, that it wouldn't actually be R-rated, that he's not convinced Tarantino will actually direct the film. And that it could be five or six years away. <laughs> if this thing comes together quickly with Tarantino in control, it's going to be one awkward first table read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. There's a, secondly, Tarantino confirms that there's a revenant uh, that the revenant Mark L. Smith has completed work on the script, and he intends to very least provide a polish for it. There's some um, back and forth on this particular element, but we know how specifically where Tarantino's heads at. Uh, and finally, Pulp Fiction in space. That's exciting. Emily, that can mean any number of things. Tarantino could be talking about the structure, the tone, inclusion of a scene where Kirk accidentally phases a guy's head off. <laughs> what? Uh, where? Who? Uh, Elton, we got Elton John. John Travolta is Captain Kirk. <laughs> what? Where? Oh, man. Shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> Elton John would be an interesting <laughs> a great choice. <laughs> So, uh, what do you think? Um, hey, when was you having? It's, it's oh my god! It's like it's a yes and a no at the same time. Like, like it's because you you go. I I love Tarantino's work. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie of Tarantino I didn't like. You know, yeah, I'm trying to think of one that was 
like eh, or bad. I'm like, there was not one. I'm curious because it's it's more of a Quentin directing, not a Quentin writing and directing. So yeah. that kind of falls outside of the ten films by Quentin Tarantino. Right. Um. So I am kind of curious to see how he directs other people's words. But if he really likes the script, I, I, I don't know. Like it's weird. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'm, but I'm, it's just I'm and, then, for and, it. and then and then of course then you're like you're like is it going to be like a like in a way a pulp fiction where they cut the scenes and it's <laughs> going to be like once like you're going to see like a middle scene and then like there's you know like you know like like it's, you know how he mix mixes the hodgepodge of of scenes together and you have to kind of like figure out like the beginning and end of the film like when you walk out and you go and all right and this see this happened right did that is that happened like, before this yeah uh, so. <laughs> That alone, and then of course the cursing and the right, you know, any violence and nudity that you know is beyond everybody. Like, you know what? I don't remember like a lot of nudity in Quentin's movies, not, not the recent ones, um, but still a lot of lot of violence. Definitely a lot yeah, of violence. Uh, I mean, not nudity, but like uh, kind of sexual situations, like sure. like, like in Jackie Brown. All right. um, um, you know, but there's definitely more violence. There would be definitely more violence and cursing in it, right? <laughs> than it, than the usual. So you kind of go. Like, how are they going to pull this off? You know, it's going to be fun. I, 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 it's for me. I was, I was, while you were talking, I was trying to scroll and find, for the life of me, I couldn't remember his name, but Stephen Wright should be in the movie. Stephen Wright says a horror. Uh, Captain, uh, there's a helling frequency from the uh, Klingons, I think. <laughs> um, would you like it on screen? <laughs> now, here's some music from this band. You know, you see, we call it Kirk and the gang walking in slow motion across the bridge. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sitting around the mess talking about why Spock doesn't tip. <laughs> uh, Captain on the bridge. We seem to have a red alert. Anytime now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I totally need. See, I totally need that. Stephen Wright would have been a perfect Marvin from uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide for the Galaxy. Yeah, he totally would have been. Yeah. Um, all right, I got one more, one more quick article. Okay. Um, this woman claims a Spider-Man sculpture is hate crime against the church. <laughs> I think I saw this. Is is it? The one with the hands? Yeah, apparently, okay. apparently, yes. In Lincoln, Nebraska, a woman in Lincoln, Nebraska is demanding the city move a six-foot Spider-Man fiberglass sculpture in front of the Lincoln's Children's Zoo, complaining it is anti-Christian and de- demonic. The fiberglass sculpture is of Spider-Man's hands in the traditional web-shooting position with two middle fingers touching the palm. That is, that is Spider-Man 101. Yeah. All right. Hold on. I gotta, um, let's see. However, in an email... To Mayor Leroy Gaylor Baird on Friday, the woman insisted it's a, a quote, a sculpture of two hands open, painted red and black, and and formed into devil horns. (laughs) She also called the art ugly, perverse, and a hate crime against the church. (laughs) Uh, City Ombudsman Lynn Quinzier responded that the concerned woman via email to explain that Spider-Man's hands weren't devil horns or even a city issue at all. This <laughs> <laughs> is Remore. Let's see if I read more. It's actually only uh, one of 50 sculptures installed across the city in the Serving Hands Lincoln Public Art Project. 
<laughs> which will benefit Campus Life, a ministry of Lincoln's Youth for Christ, a nonprofit faith-based community organization. Apparently, there's a quote, the sculpture is more is most definitely not a devil-related sculpture, Matt Schultel, Campus Life Executive Director, told the Lincoln Star Journal. Uh, it's clearly a very playful, childlike intent. The Spider-Man sculpture, along with others in the collection, will be auctioned in October, with two-thirds of the proceeds benefit Campus Life. The remaining proceeds uh, from each sale will go back to the artist. <laughs> oh, that's just funny. I'm trying to just, there's there's like a, a visual. I'm trying to think, is there a visual? Because I just see <laughs> the hands. <laughs> there you go. I like that. It's yeah, I, I saw the picture. It's, it's you know it's on Facebook everywhere. It's like the two hands like right. near each other, but they're like if everybody who knows Spider Man with the two fingers, the two inner fingers yeah. on the palms, like he's gonna yeah. shoot spider web. And there's actually like a web shooting out so of his things because he's wearing his costume, so it's red and it has the black spider web. Right, you know, thinks <laughs> that's the black and red. You know, she's explaining. Oh, that's that's, great. You know, and I'm like. I don't, I'm like, uh, I don't see it. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like, and I'm like, this is why we can't have nice things in the world. I completely agree. Cause it's like, you know, people complain about other stuff and now it's like, well, what about Spider-Man? Now, now yeah. he's a problem because he's doing this. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man's a problem. Yeah. What about, now he's a problem. <laughs> I'm surprised that like Sony or Disney allowed or Marvel allowed the stat, that statue to be made. That's to me like, 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 I guess they gave him permission because I've heard a lot of stories where, People wanted to have like their tombstones with Spider-Man, or you know, yeah, like, that's that's a new one that's got got denied and all over and over again. So you kind of go, well, how did that statue get made? Like, like you know, is Disney now looking into this, or Marvel looking into this, or Sony looking into this? Whoever you know, whoever got the rights to make the, the artist renderings. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I I think that someone might have, might have been like, well, what's that for? And then they went, well, it's it's for this charity, and it's. This is what the charity is. Um, someone said, here's another news article. Christian woman confuses Spider-Man's horns for the hands and signs of the devil. <laughs> I'm like, ah, all right. Here, there's a bunch of photos. Like, there's one with, like, hands like this, and there's a ball. I'm like, they're kind of nice sculptures. I wonder how much they're going for. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm like, how much are they going for? Because I kind of want... I-, I like the fact that he goes, their hands like this. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's a visual joke. <laughs> It's a visual. Hey, folks, imagine cupping your hands like you're going to have some, like, with some water and splash in your face and then put like a big sphere floating between the two of them. That's, there you go. There you go. Hey, look at me. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm painting images. <laughs> I'm bringing people together and painting images with hands across America. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, so, she's, so she's nuts, obviously. You know. I would, nuts is not the politically correct term, Ed. Off her fucking rockers. <laughs> oh, I apologize. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I just, I just, <laughs> poor Stan's probably gone. Really, I think you kind of missed the point. It's like it's helping hands. He's helping because there's web shooting. He's flip, 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 flip. It's not Stanley's problem anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. He's moved on to bigger and better things. Right. You know, now he's really a watcher. Oh, <laughs> that's right. And on that note, we're gonna call it a night, Ed. A night. <laughs> Remember, it takes more muscles to make a frown than it does to make a smile. There you go. Uh huh. Only takes two to make a smile. And yep. Like eighty-seven to miss frown. 
And if, remember, kids, if you can read this, you're too close. More <laughs> <laughs> oh, for a second. Uh, anyway, folks, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Or follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. And, of course, if there's anything you want to see or have us curious about what our take is on something, basically, why don't you supply us the information? You me, you do a show once. You just give us the information, and we'll do the show for you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Just send emails and articles to Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com, and it's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior! That was wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Take him away! Hey, boo! Boo!